Hey kids, you're listening to the internet's wettest podcast about video games, consoles, and pancakes. The SML Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is the SML Podcast. I am your host, Joe. Joining as usual, we've got uh, Bree here and Aki here. How's everyone doing? Hi. I'm, I'm doing a little ball of stress. Great. You're doing great? That's great. Yeah. I, I By the time I go home uh, in April, I will have finally paid off my crown, and I will have paid off half my roof as well. So awesome. I'm going to be super happy. And I've bought Jeez. a lot of Gunpla that I uh, really <laughs> shouldn't have bought. Um, but you know, Gunpla. Yeah, well, we'll talk more about Gunpla later when we go through yes. the news, but before we get to the news and before Jacob gets here, obviously, cause he's pooping, uh, we've got some company joining us, Kunal and Len from Sword Tech Games. How are you two doing? Hey, hey. what's up guys? We're good. We're doing great. How's it going? Welcome you guys? back to the show, the both of you. Uh, Kunal, you were here two weeks ago for the launch of Pixel Noir on Steam. It hit 1.0. It is released. It is out in the world. Tell us, how's things going? Wow. Well, when you put it like that, uh, I feel like I freaking climbed Mount Everest trying to get this thing out. So, uh, feels pretty great. I mean, Len, you know, I would say, God, well, God knows. Speak for yourself, how- but I, I mean, for me, I, I feel like I've, uh, I'm like now like, uh, childless, you know, like I feel like an empty <laughs> nester, you know, like I feel like an aging empty nester, you know, so like that's that's a thing, you know, uh, I'm going through the motions right now, you know, the seven, you know, signs of like that you're dealing with some shit, so yeah, I'm on number three right now, so yeah, all right. Um, it's been a pretty wild ride, like, um, we had some pretty great, um, numbers up on steam charts and, and, and things for a while now things have kind of like mellowed out a little bit um and we are in bug crushing hell right now <laughs> oh yeah um, a, a lot of uh i would say like we've got a, a, you know the 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 community has been amazing in like just being like bringing bugs to our attention that we didn't catch in qa and we've been sort of like patching releasing as quickly as humanly possible um but yeah, outside of that, honestly, it's been great. We've we've gotten to do a little promo with Yacht Club Games, and we've got another promo coming out soon. So lots of cool stuff um, that we've been we've been able to share, which is awesome. What's this promo that you're talking about? Oh, hey, look, Jacob's Late. here. Yay. Late. Yay. <laughs> hey, Jacob. Um, How's it going? <laughs> oh wow, Kunal's here. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Joe, you didn't tell me we were having guests. You're an asshole. <laughs> what if, if you would have been here? <laughs> um, I like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if people will be able to see it online, but um, Jacob's like M, like his little avatar says, "Fuck around and find out." And I feel like that's like excellent. That's that's a perfect way to just to just like throw it back in Jacob's face and be like, "Fuck around and miss the first few minutes." You yeah, I mean, suck it, bitch. 
I mean, it's true. I mean, because then I miss out on Kunal's velvety voice. And, you know, it's a voice I've missed so much, almost as much as his beautiful face, which I only get to see for like 15 minutes before he leaves and goes back home. It is true. It is true. Hey, at least 16. Come on. For the people who and, don't get that Andy joke. Brings- Eddie brings a random taco pizza, you know, because he was hungry. Mm, taco. <laughs> I, I, I need friends who bring taco pizzas. I know, right? <sighs> I forgot how good that thing was. That, that it, was excellent. It was surprisingly good. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how we found. I think were we just looking at a menu, and I no, I you just fucking showed up at the house with taco like, pizza. It was, yeah, it was Joe and Ashley's house uh, in where? What the heck was it? Was it Berwick? It might have been. That I can't been, remember. It was yeah. like I think it was like I the outskirts of Berwick, where that like nice sheets is. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just like uh, I forget. I I don't know if I was just randomly hanging out with Joe that day, or if he was like, "Oh, Kunal's coming. You should swing by." And you just randomly show up with all these pizzas and you're like, yeah, I got hungry. And so I ordered a few (laughs) and it was just like, this is entirely too much pizza for already the four of us. But, you know, that's what happens. Taco pizza Saturday. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like a party size taco pizza. And I think I was just really excited because I'd never seen a taco pizza before outside of like whatever the heck you get at um, Taco Bell, which isn't a real pizza, by the way. That's a travesty, frankly. <laughs> I've actually never had it. Like, I, I know so there's some people who swear by it, but honestly, like, if you're going to swear by anything on Taco Bell's menu, it should be the breakfast menu. Dead serious. Really? Their yeah. breakfast menu is really good. Their crunch wrap, <laughs> their breakfast crunch, they make a cre- uh, breakfast crunch wrap uh, you could get it with bacon. I don't really recommend the bacon, but you could also do sausage and steak. Mm-hmm. And both of those you can't like you can't go wrong on like and on top of it, Taco Bell is the only fast food breakfast place where I don't immediately regret life after <laughs> I like, eating it. I, I like the cheesy gordita crunches. Those are seems to be my favorite just because they're not as gross as the rest of the menu. And they taste really fucking good, actually. And so that's that's my go-to. That's fair. I also I like to bring back chili cheese burritos. I want oh, their okay. potato grillers back. I love those things. And I want where the fuck are the nacho fries? Like, oh, uh, they're at mine. Uh, they're at mine, but like they, they have them right now. Yeah, yeah, they have them right now. I was just there like last week, and they totally have them. Uh, oh, but they, it's like they like, don't have they, them at ours. And I want them. Yeah, it's never consistent from place to place. That's what I've noticed, too. Well, I thought it was like a limited time only promotion anyway. Uh, It depends on where you're at. (laughs) Oh, dang. Yeah. I'm hoping that they come back within the next two months because the big, big news for Berwick is that we're getting a fucking Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. we're, We're getting our first actual new eatery in like a decade. And you've discovered the wheel too. Like, is that? Also, like, <laughs> I know. In the we, ha- we finally wow. have. Well, we finally did, have running then, water. They they did discover the wheel, but then meth heads to, went off with it. They did <laughs> set it on fire oh, before yeah, selling it for scrap. <laughs> but hey, 
That just means that you already knew how to set things on fire. That's that's progress. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! So yeah, pixel noir. How's that going? <laughs> Wait, has this episode actually begun? Or- yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, good, okay. Good. I didn't know, man. I was off in the bathroom. You were late. Yeah, we know. Yeah, you were late. Yeah. Yeah, no duh. Of course, like, yeah, this is standard. Okay, I don't know. It it wouldn't be an episode without Jacob being late. Um, That's true. He's got got the stage shits, you know. This guy just take a shit before he goes on stage, you know. It's it's, now. Yeah, first of all, Joe, good luck keeping this this discussion on track tonight. Um, Oh, like I ever plan on it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So yeah, we got okay. What were we that? What were we talking about? The the promo is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yacht Club. You said you were working on something. Yeah. So we actually launched a kind of crossover um, kind of contest with Yacht Club Games. So in Pixel Noir, uh, um, Shovel Knight has a home, and he's got a little Very spot, cool. in Pinnacle City, where you could find him. Uh, and we're running a, a, a contest right now. We're going to pick 10 um, folks. If, if you find Shovel Knight and take a screenshot and share it on social media and tag us, um, you will uh, get a, basically a treasure trove of, of goodies. So you're going to get um, Shovel Knight uh, uh, Dig. You're going to get a soundtrack from the amazing Jake Kaufman for Shovel Knight Dig. And then you're going to get um, Pixel Noir OST and Pixel Noir Arranged Album which features some really amazing talent. Um, that, that Pixel Noir arranged album made me cry the first time I heard it, actually. It is so like, good. It, yeah, it's it's so fucking good. It's it's my favorite arranged album I've ever been a part of. Oh, uh, I thought Bound Together was. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> I really actually did. Didn't I have two tracks on that? I don't remember. Probably. Yeah, that was a good, that was a really good project, too. You're, like, drifting away from the mic. Oh, sorry. I am. (laughs) You know what? I was pondering. I was remembering, okay? I was was enjoying it. He had an oh, shit moment, and he he just backed up in his chair, like, oh, shit. (laughs) That's right. Bound together. (laughs) What? That was, like, circa 2000-something, right? 2007? 2005. Wow. Next year's the 20-year anniversary. Oh, my goodness. I, I feel like I have to do something for it. Well, yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know. Maybe, like, <laughs> add a song or two. Do you want to do a new song? Sure. Cool. Song. There you go. You, you mean, heard it here first. Honestly, Earthbound was such a big influence to Pixel Noir. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to honor it again. Tell us about how Earthbound was an influence. That's a good topic. Hmm. Uh, you know what? I you've got the perfect person in Len because he's the creative director on this thing. Oh, okay. I'm not so, going to steal your thunder, Len. I'm just throwing me the hard questions. Okay, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Earthbound has a lot of different uh, qualities in it that we kind of picked up. Um, you know, just mechanically, like you know, where if you know you're going to fight a guy or whatever. He, he'll run away from you if you're a certain amount stronger than him or whatever. Um, but like more like, uh, you know, in, in my kind of like thinking about like it is like an art piece, I was kind of thinking like it, it, you know, it actually takes from the rarer things in RPGs where they actually show like 
things in modern day because you don't have modern day RPGs. And that's that was basically like the main idea behind Pixel Noir when I started this with Canal. It was like, why isn't there like more like turn-based modern RPGs? I mean, we get all the like the fantasy stuff, but we don't get any of the modern stuff. And you could like get away from all the RPG tropes by just changing the theme of time, you know, in in that way. So thus we made Pixel Noir. <laughs> and that really kind of came from the Earthbound influence, you know, because that was kind of in more of like, you know, the modern day. Also, there's like the other thing is is the quirkiness, um, which Earthbound is obviously has incredible writing and just like is so funny, uh, the whole series. But um, I, I would say elements of that found its way into Pixel Noir's, you know, script, especially some of the NPC interactions. And there's like, you know, the, the game is a JRPG and, you, and you, you kind of go through instead of a gigantic world map where you're exploring continents and stuff, you're exploring basically parts of a city um and in you know i I don't know how many vending machines there are in the city but every vending machine is (laughs) downright silly like i think there's like a there's like a hot ham and gravy vending machine um there's i can't remember there's a whole bunch jokes on you i'm totally up for that there's a there's a chili vending machine like on the boardwalk and he's like, hey, do you want some sand to go with that chili? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just it's just there's some like oddball stuff. I don't know, it's totally up our alley. If you like um kind of like oddball humor, it's 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 like a fun time. What other crazy stuff is in the, like what you said shovel knights hidden in the game. Uh we've already discussed that I'm apparently hidden in the game. Uh yes. What other fun stuff is hidden in this game for people to find? Um, Basically, um, we took a lot of uh, like cues and ideas from our backers too, because we had people who would want to make like bosses or NPCs, and we would kind of like make them into their own characters in in the game. And so we like actually styled like a lot of uh, um, like one of the bosses off off of uh some something uh, a backer gave us who was kind of he kind of looks like donald trump like we didn't really mean him to look like donald trump but he turned out to look like him so oh, he, he is him but we call him but we call him mr concorus and he's got a gun and you know he, he's just kind of an asshole you know so and, you know it fits the profile but like we also have other things that like um uh you know just like weird stuff from like the future or uh weird like influencers that dress up as like weird stuff like we have somebody in our in our game um who's like a like a professor from like a different universe and that's based off of like some kind of influencer who backed the game way back when i mean <laughs> can all, can all, i mean this thing we've been at this thing for like the last 10 years yeah so that guy's like, probably not even an influencer anymore, or if he is, yeah, right, he's, got exactly. a bil- he's got a billion followers. You know, the if, only if people still, still around from the beginning of Pixel Noir is SML right. Podcast. Heck yeah, yeah, we're still yeah. here. We're still fucking here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, why? <laughs> oh, we've been asking the cells are saying the question. Yes, but you guys have released something that's critically beloved. We are Man, I hope so. How, how do I we're still do doing I put... this? <laughs> critically beloved. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I need one of those t-shirts, man. Ten, ten years, ten viewers. I, I gotta get one of those t-shirts. <laughs> like that's, you know, that's that's. Hey, it's on our merch shop. Kind of humor. Oh yeah, you you should send one to me for free. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm poor. Come on. I'm poor too, man. I hear you. It sucks. Yeah, Joe says, as I'm sure he's picked up another collector's edition of something recently. No, yeah, no, I haven't. That cost I haven't like really bought any dollars. collector's editions lately. Although I am, I, I am, am getting one in March. There we go. I am getting one in March. I'm getting the show. Jealous. What's the special thing about that one? Comes, comes with a hat get? and a bunch of digital stuff. I get it mainly for the digital stuff. Not for the hat, because I don't wear hats. Although I should, because I'm bald. But would any of them fit your gigantic fucking head? They're snapbacks, so they they extend. Mm-hmm. I think Joe uh-huh. would look good in a fedora. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible advice. I concur. <laughs> Hello, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, can I tell you my podcast? Revoked. <laughs> the fedora wants you to listen to my podcast. <laughs> oh, sweet baby Jesus. Oh, man. So, Pixel Noir. <laughs> what's, oh, yeah. what's coming in the future for Pixel Noir? So, um, we so uh, we're about to start like basically working through our porting roadmap. Um, we're going to be getting together with the team next week. Um, we we would have started a little bit earlier, but uh, we really wanted to give focus to some of the bugs that we need to, to pa- you know uh, patch fixes for. But you know, basically next up, we have some decisions to make. Uh, we've got you know other platforms we can head to next, and so what is that? You know, what does that journey look like? Um, I know localization has always been a consistent ask from the the fan base. So um, uh, Spanish, uh, particularly because um, we used to work with Badland Publishing. uh, And so there was a lot of kind of Spanish connects there and just folks that were following us from that. So I know that has been requested quite a bit. And so that's something we have to think about. Um, And, uh, you know, I guess related to porting is really like thinking about consoles and where we want to start in that whole journey. Xbox. Um, virtual boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Virtual boy. Amiga. Hey, people are still pissed off at us that we are, we're not putting it on the Vita. So there, there's that, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, we still, you, you can't. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right. Exactly. I can't like guys. I'm, like I, I don't want to put you under any kind of like time crunch or anything. <laughs> But the Xbox 360 marketplace is closing at the end of June, so you guys really got to get that one out there. Uh, yeah, so about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly, I've you know, we got to figure out where to start. It's probably going to be based off of where there's the most kind of like asks or demand or something like that. But also, we have to take into account um, barriers or like ease of porting and all of that some of these um, platforms are, are, are kind of tough to work with. Like Sony is notoriously tough with their, um, with their developer portals. And um, uh, they have a lot of like strict IP regulation and stuff like that. So it's a really pain in the butt to, to um, do this thing while sort of uh, working in a decentralized fashion, which, which we are like, we're, and, we're not all over the U S 
And people are actually really like asking us to put this on the switch. Like that seems oh, to yeah. be the most popular ask for this yeah, thing. And I, and I can totally understand it too. I mean, I'm an RPG guy and I love playing RPGs on the switch. So yes, the marriage will happen. But, you know, I, I think the thing is, too, is that we need to really kind of uh, consider our options when it comes to other online platforms, um, GOG or whatever, anything else online. I, I don't really know. I don't really follow that space. But, uh, you know, it seems seems to be the next logical thing before we then handle consoles. Um, I don't I don't know if <laughs> it, it can all seems to agree, I, I think, to a certain degree. Um, I'm kind of like. Get it on the switch now, you know. But I, I understand that there are things involved. So yeah, um, I, I really want to get a switch dev kit. Um, Leo seems to already have one. I want my own. <laughs> we'll we'll see what that happens with that. So yeah, I, I mean, we definitely want to port. Um, and and localization is, to, is totally important. And what like when uh, what uh, Canal was saying too about Spanish localization. I've gotten a lot of demand for to just put this thing in Spanish. Um, it kind of seems like it's the most popular language, even in America, uh, other than English. So we should do it. It's got to happen. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Have you been so in I'm talks with any other publishers about possibly working on a port for you guys or working on developing the port? I'm, I'm not sure what engine you use or how how that shit even works but yeah so um we have been talking with one right now i don't think i can name them um but uh you know i i know i know um we have some work some inroads there to make as well because you know we obviously left our previous publisher uh and uh you know so we're kind of doing this thing on our own um putting this out you know all the marketing ads and marketing content that was like straight out of our pockets, you know, just trying to get the content out there so we could you could celebrate the game um, and and kind of raise people's awareness and attention to the game as it came out. Um, going forward, yeah, it, it definitely something that we're looking to do. I don't think we've made some ma- any kind of major uh, inroads yet. I think we're like, I think today, no, tomorrow is going to be two full weeks from release. So. Um, we will get there, <laughs> but we're, st- we're still in the. But I want it now. I know. I know. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so, so here, here's my question to Canal: Is that from people that uh, um, Joe has recommended to you? Have you reached out to any of them? Probably no. not a question I've asked you yet. But no. I'll ask you. Okay, cool. No, I have cool. not. No. <laughs> you Just to be right. bastard. Um, oh, I had to ask in front of Joe. I had to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm kind of waiting until things calm down a little bit before. Yeah, we, we have a lot on our plate right now, guys. I mean, it, it just, it, it's a lot like having this thing out there uh, because there is a lot of just shit flying at us from all angles. And especially since we've been out there in the internets for like the last decade, you know, just showing this thing off. It's like, it's grown legs, so so like when we put it out there, it's like, oh fuck, this thing is attacking us, you know. So we're we're trying to deal with that, and then we will like move on to porting and other stuff, yeah. and probably even a publisher too. Like just after, just things gotta calm down at least like another ten <laughs> percent, 
before we're like, okay, yeah, let's uh, handle this X, Y, and Z, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the you know, like, it's, I'm sure you, t- as you guys talk to other devs, I'm sure it's a similar kind of story where it's like, once, once you launch for, I, I'd imagine for the first few weeks, everybody's just like in holy crap mode. Um, <laughs> just, just trying to, just trying to tread water. That's kind of where we're at. Things have started to mellow down and now we're able to start to have some of these conversations, which is nice. Very cool. I, I hope something comes of that and uh, fingers crossed we see it show up on console soon. I backed it on Xbox. So, I mean, I, I just want my Xbox version. If not, I know you people. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Oh, I know. I'm getting a text in like in like a week if we haven't announced something with <laughs> every other day. I'm just going to text Kunal. Hey, Cooney Poo, what's going on? But you would take you would take Pixel Noir on uh, uh, Switch, wouldn't you? Oh, of course. Well, then there you go, man. You know, you, you, Whoa, you know. hey, 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 right. hey. We are firmly a bunch of achievement whores on this podcast. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I, I, at least, uh, you know, Switch didn't burn down your house like a PlayStation tried to. You know? <laughs> I, mean, you know. I, I would think that you would appreciate that the most. Okay, the That's enemy of my enemy is a friend. All right, I gotcha. You know. <laughs> and didn't I you mean, have like like two rings of death, like red red brick, like Xboxes way back in the day? Or was that PlayStation? No, PlayStation is the one I've always had problems with. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the only red ring that I know of that I bought was a system that I bought used for my sister. And after like three years, it red ringed on. Jeez. I never got a red ring. I, I lucked out. I, I had good luck with Xbox and horrible luck with PlayStation. So, I, go figure. I, I got... I got red ringed, uh, and it was uh, the launch of Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> no wonder. I seriously played it for like two hours launch night, and all of a sudden it just red ringed on me, and I was like, <laughs> "You gotta be kidding me!" Oh man, I ended I up beautiful. <laughs> I end, I got uh, one of the elites, which was the ones that were known to have the issue the most, the original elites, and. I have never had a problem with it. It's the only 360 I've ever had. I thought the elite were the ones that like initially didn't have it. Like that was the point because they're uh, what the hell later the end is ones it? were fixed, but the initial ones were all shit. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, okay. I bought a PlayStation One when it kind of first came out, and it after a little bit it wouldn't play like the normal side up so you had to turn it upside yeah. down for the play <laughs> oh my god that was like what the fuck am i doing here like because do i have the... to say a seance too and like you know pray to like a you know a fad golden uh, goose or what like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> it was kind of weird from what i know it's because they used plastic for the track that the laser ran on after so uh, long it just wore down so you would flip it over and it would be able to grip it again that makes sense yeah Huh. Good old Sony quality. <laughs> uh, bad engineering, man. It wins again. Oh, man. So what else did you guys want to talk about with uh, Pixel Noir? Um, I, I think just... So a few things are about to happen. Um, we are going to be putting out track by track um, a like 
a Canal Reacts video to every single um, Pixel Noir arranged album track, which is going to be fun. Um, we put out the first one, um, looking, you know, me reacting to Danimal's um, track, which I, you know, I hadn't heard any of it at that point. So, like, somehow, uh, Mustin kept this whole album a complete secret from me for like 10 years or six years, I think it was, it was <laughs> six years ago. Hey, and um, me too. I really wanted to hear that like years ago too. And I was like, Hey, you know, like, do you think we can hear it yet? I'm like, we yeah. only made the game, you know, like yeah. it'd be great for those <laughs> to hear it you know, at some point. <laughs> he, he was like, the arranged album is your reward for finishing the damn game. Now, now get it done. You know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> um, so anyway, I heard it for the first time, pretty much like the week before it was launched and, and released. So we're going to be doing that. Um, we also have done a crossover um, with uh, the game Heartforth Alicia, which is still in development, but um, like incredible uh, pixel art. And honestly, Alonzo is a great dude. Uh, I got to hang out with him at one of the one-up shows in Mexico uh, years ago. Um, and um, so that's going to be, you know, uh, being announced as well so try and find um alicia in the game as well she's hidden around somewhere um and uh i i think i think that's it i think those that's pretty much everything else oh and then we'll be announcing winners to the um shovel knight contest um in, in a couple weeks i you just reminded me that heart fourth alicia never released that's something else that i mm. backed 10 years ago <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at yeah, my email. It as was as May 2014 that I backed it. Yeah, they've been around as long as we have. So crazy. Uh, it, it would be great if they got their stuff out around the same time too. We could kind of, you know, do the cross promotion thing. Come on, Alonzo. Come on, Alonzo. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the art in that game is really incredible. Like the whole feel of that game. Um, I can't wait to see what it's like when it when it's like when you can play it but like i don't know if you've been following around following with the um the updates joe but like all the new i think they're like locking down like their final areas so i i don't think i don't think they're like necessarily close to completion because the qa phase of a game before you release is like ages like eons long um so uh, my guess is that he's gonna have a fair bit of uh runway there to to get through before he launches but um, it, it really, it's like turning out amazing from what I can tell. Very cool. Yep. I, I, I hope it turns out well. I don't even know what system I backed it for anymore. I know. That's okay. Half, the, <laughs> half our backers say the same thing about us. So, you know, Hey, wait a second. What did I back it under? Uh, I'll just take it under steam because it's out on steam now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's we've been fair. very, like, we've been very, like, totally like whatever, whatever system you want to switch to is totally fine. You know, it's been, it's been like what, six years since the Kickstarter. So, um, or actually seven years, six, seven years since the. Can all, can all, we, we, we ended our Kickstarter in October of 2015. No, that's the, Oh yeah, you're right. Was that the first Kickstarter? No, the first Kickstarter was uh, exactly a year ago or a year before that in 2014. Mm. crazy yeah i'm crazy right fun. i just looked i i backed heartforth alicia for ps4 and vita <laughs> <laughs> well oh man i don't think that's happening <laughs> uh, oh somebody somebody um did crack and do a or not crack they did a homebrew of 
the Pixel Noir Early Access on Vita. So it there's you can technically play Pixel Noir on Vita. Just just gonna put that out there. Wow. It's only the early access, but it's somebody did it. And um, from what that I that is crazy. I guess if you search, yeah. Good. I was gonna say I guess it's done through a homebrew. I is the Vita cracked like that? Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. I think if you search Pixel Noir Vita homebrew, um, there's like a whole Reddit thread uh, dedicated to that. So wow. You know, just just gonna put that out there that hey we. We technically, you can play Pixel Noir on the Vita thanks to this <laughs> random dude. That is yes, crazy. you can play Pixel Noir on a toaster. You know, <laughs> it's got to be a, it's got to be a Kenmore toaster, <laughs> and it's got to have it on like, my fridge. Pixel triple, Noir on my fridge, and it's got to be the quadruple bread version. You know, you can you <laughs> can put four pieces of bread in it. You know, <laughs> if you do it on two, it might skip and crash on you. Like you know, whatever. But you know, you got to have the four bread. Did you see there's an Xbox toaster? Oh. Yeah, there's a toaster shaped like a series. What is it? A Series S? And it, <laughs> it burns the Xbox logo into the bread or it toasts it into the bread. Oh it's my funny. God. I'm looking at it now. That's incredible. <laughs> it's 129 bucks, guys. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not cheaper than an actual shit. Xbox. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh man! Well, we gotta we gotta move on with our show. We have a lot of news that we got to talk about tonight. Did you guys want to stick around and chat news with us? Absolutely, sure. Cool. Well, did you did y'all guys watch the Nintendo Partner Showcase this week? I saw some of it. I saw about the first five minutes, I think, and I had to like go for to work in the morning. <laughs> Well, lucky for you, we are going to run down the whole thing. Uh, the Nintendo Partner Showcase went down this week, and they led things off with uh, Xbox. Yeah, Grounded was confirmed for the Switch, as people had expected. Coming from Xbox Game Studios, it is releasing April 16th, so it's right around the corner, and it is also hitting PS4 and PS5. Huh. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's a, so it's a digital version. For uh, there, and PS5. Yes. Yep. I I know cool. uh, some of the other games they're talking about doing physical versions of. I don't know if Grounded will get a physical version, but uh, Limited Run is going to be working on some physicals for some of their games. Uh, after that, Ender Magnolia Bloom in the Mist was shown. It's going to be coming later this year from the Ender Lilies franchise. That looks good. I hope it comes to Xbox as well. And I haven't heard any news on any other platform. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, after that was a game called Arranger, which is like a sliding block puzzle game mixed with a dungeon crawler, and it is coming this summer. Looks very interesting. Yeah, yeah that was a weird looking game. I don't, I don't know how that's gonna work. That'll be that'll be interesting. Looked very uh, unique. <laughs> Uh, Unicorn Overlord has a yeah. demo out on the Switch with progress carrying over to the full game. So if you have a Switch and you're planning on picking up Unicorn Overlord, give that demo a shot. Uh, let's see. Monster Hunter Stories from the 3DS is getting HD-ified and voiceovers and is coming this summer, also hitting PS4 and PC. No word on Xbox, though, so that's a bummer. You like the Monster Hunters? Like you like I do Monster like Monster Hunter. Hunter. They're they're fun. If 
I like them with fast weapons. Like if I try using a great sword, it just it's the slowest shit in the world and I can't do it. I need like <laughs> the dual wielding blades, the daggers, just so you could actually like feel like you're doing something. Oh yeah, like the double-handed uh, fist, fisting, uh, uh, double uh, stabbing action, really fast stuff. Uh, Hell yeah. I agree with you, man. Yeah. Oh my god, my cat's on my lap, demanding attention. What, Coltrane? Baby. Uh, Disney's Epic Mickey is getting re-released this year, called Disney Epic Mickey Rebrushed. Uh, it was confirmed to be hitting all platforms as well. That looks I'm cool. excited I've for that. I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah, that looks cool. Oh wow! But you guys, am, okay. I was gonna say, like, you guys never played the original, or I didn't. I hadn't even heard of the original. <laughs> Nerd. Well, the original was only on the Wii, wasn't it? That's yeah, right. that's why. Epic yeah, Mickey but Epic Two, Mickey 2 was on other platforms. Yeah, I believe it's. Isn't it playable on a series? It. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is it backwards compatible? And- it is, and okay. uh, if I remember correctly, I thought they had given it away for a Games with Gold one time. I don't Maybe. know. I, I mean, I have it. it, but... Yeah, Disney Epic Mickey, The Power of Two, playable yeah, on okay. Series X and S and Xbox One. Available for 20 bucks if you want it, but uh, rebrushed coming later this year. All platforms. Another game coming to all platforms, which I am thrilled about. Shin Megami Tensei 5 Vengeance is coming June 21st. Mm-hmm. I always Shin call Megami the Shin Xbox Megami and- I always tell I always think of the Shin Megami Tensei series as grown-up Pokémon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grown-up and complicated Pokémon. Oh yeah. Is that, is that grown-up Pokémon or is Pal World grown-up Pokémon? Like, <laughs> Well, Pal World definitely is not probably... Pal World. I'll tell you that much. Um... <laughs> yeah. yeah, copyrighted uh, uh, Pokemon. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> Copyright infringement Pokemon. <laughs> uh, Jacob, some news for you: Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection is coming March fourteenth to all platforms. Hell yeah! I can't wait. Battlefront Two is amazing, and it's going to have online play with like sixty-four players. Oh, Which that I'm pretty excited about because, like, the original, I mean, not the original, uh, uh, sorry, the one for Xbox. I mean, it's like they released it and you can buy it, but it's like, what's the point? Because there's no online play. So now we got it again. With and to be honest, r- right. And, uh, to be honest, I actually prefer that Battlefront 2 compared to the current one. Yeah, most people say that. And that's why they're coming back. Yay! Uh, another March release, South Park Snow Day got a new trailer. That one looked pretty good. I wasn't sold on it at first, being a 3D game, but the, the preview looked pretty good. Is this another yeah. RP- is it an RPG, or is it, is it like Stick of Truth, or is it different? It's like a co-op action game. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't was know really all about it. I'm, it to- Go ahead. Okay, I was really expecting it to be like Fortnite, but South Parkified, and instead, it actually looks like it could be a pretty good game. So I'm kind of excited for it. <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, that it turns out good. So, uh, Thimber saying, "Isn't it sort of like Battle Royale?" I don't know. It's possible, but 
Originally, that's what they made it sound like, but that trailer didn't make it look like that at it all. Didn't. <coughs> I don't know. We'll find out. It comes out in a month. So, uh, something Aki is thrilled about: Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream wanna- is releasing this year. It is also it. hitting PC, PS5, and Series X and S. I got to, got to have it. I absolutely love these games. The irony being is I don't particularly like the show. I don't really like the main character all that much, but man, the games are so damn fun. <laughs> uh, we've we've got to get this. Is it the same character? Is it like... Um... Yes, surprisingly. Yeah, it's almost all of them. You're still playing as Kirito, who is the main character of the yeah, TV yeah, yeah. show. <laughs> so I don't understand why I like them, because I still have to deal with the same character that I can't stand. <laughs> but... Yeah. Playing as him is so much better than watching him say stupid stuff. So 20, you know, 20 I, years later, I he's still them. stuck in the game, I guess. It's it's always a different game he goes into and gets stuck oh. almost inevitably every time. It's like if I were him, I'd quit playing fucking video yeah. games at that point. There's a problem. Time to get a job, kid. There's a problem for Aki with the next <laughs> game. I'm just going to read what I wrote here. Gundam Breaker 4 coming this year. Hi, Aki. It's coming to everything but Xbox. Sad face for Aki. It's coming to PC. I have a good PC now. I can still manage this. (laughs) I got this. We can do this. (laughs) And and it has a collector's edition because they've already announced that. That has, you know, the steel book. Who cares? Uh, And it has a Gunpla model kit with it that looks so pretty and I want it. I want like three of it because it has three different forms and I want all three. And I'm well, be kind of surprised it's not hitting uh, Xbox because it's a Namco game and they've been they've been doing everything on everything. So oh, yeah, I'm 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 not sure why. I I have to guess maybe the SD Gundam Battle Alliance didn't do well. Maybe I'm I'm not entirely sure. Gun Barrel Strike Gundam Gundam Breaker version exclusive Gunpla. Swap out various parts to create three different variations. And it's so pretty! Oh my god! (laughs) I need it! I know somebody who's going to buy it, and I'm trying to convince him to sell me the Gunpla. (laughs) I don't think he's going to be willing to, but mm, I'm going to try anyways. (laughs) Oh, good luck. Uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble was announced as a Switch exclusive coming June 25th. It has over 200 stages and online play for up to, up to 16 people. So. Oh, man, the original was like the bomb. So that's awesome. I love Monkey Ball games. I hope this one turns out pretty good. But I didn't something I'm sure some... will turn out good is World like... of Goo 2. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, people are excited about this one. Another Switch exclusive hitting May 23rd. When was the original? I think I completely blanked on that one. That was like 10 years ago, right? 15 years ago? It was on the Wii. It was like a launch title for the Wii. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Which one was that one? So I can refresh my mind. World of Goo is where you have to attach black blobs and create like bridges and... Oh, like okay. Now I remember that game. It was a okay. really cool, like, very interesting game. See, Len, we're not the only ones with like 10 year dev cycles. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of getting that feeling, you know? It's like, oh, well, okay. Uh, we're, not, we're not complete losers. All right, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time, is going to be hitting Switch October 10th. So if you're into Fantasy Life, there's a, a new game to check out. Uh, Another Crab's Treasure is releasing April 25th. It was later confirmed to be hitting cute. all platforms, and it'll be on Game Pass. Yes. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, so good stuff there. Uh, Penny's Big Breakaway was revealed as out today. I love when they do that shit. I love I love shadow drops on games. It's like it's here now. Get it, bitches! Woo! Uh, Suica game is getting paid DLC for multiplayer today. Uh, it is a fruit matching puzzle game. I've never played it, but it looks interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing. Yeah. Uh, Pepper Grinder has a demo out today, and it is releasing March twenty eighth. Leaf Purnell's excited for that one. If I remember correctly. What uh, is Pepper Grinder? I mean, that's an interesting name. I was just wondering if it's an actual interesting concept. Uh, let me see if I could pull it up. It is uh, a high-speed platformer around. with drill-based movement. Yeah. Alrighty, so it's kind of like Bomberman, but like with a drill. Maybe. It's hitting PC Maybe. and Steam March 28th, so you could check that out on either of those platforms. Yeah, it's a really weird trailer. I don't really understand exactly what the gameplay is going to end up being because it's, it's from just Devolver, so it's so going to be weird. Yeah, oh. it's so different from any other type of movement I've seen. So I'm just not sure what to expect from this. Speaking of weird, Pocket Jockey Ride On is available today. It is a it's a jockey game. I don't know. I don't like. I is weird. Like like a horse jockey? Is that yeah. what we're talking about here? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Joe was very disappointed when he found out what it actually is. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. They had a sizzle reel showing off a handful of quick titles with Snufkin, Melody of Moomin Valley, releasing March 7th, Tales of Kanzara Zao, releasing April 23rd, uh, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Sweep the Board, coming out April 26th, Kingdom Come Deliverance, going to be getting a Switch version March 15th, uh, Contra Operation Galuga is releasing March 12th, and it has a demo out now, and if you complete the demo, it unlocks a bonus in the main game. I don't know what kind of bonus, but a bonus. Nice. I love when they do stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. Give me a reason to play your demo, right? Yeah, other than, you know, seeing if you like the game anyways. <laughs> and then uh, some more Xbox love with Pentiment, and it is out today. Nice. Yeah, and it's on PlayStation, too. So there's another of the uh, the Xbox games hitting multi-platforms. Uh, more Xbox games hitting Switch. Rare titles hit Nintendo Switch Online with Snake Rattle and Roll and RC Pro-Am hitting the NES Battletoads and Battle Maniacs and Killer Instinct hitting Super Nintendo and Blast Core landing on the N64. Wow. Yeah, so a lot of rare love hitting Switch. Yeah, really. Blast then they, they ended the show with Endless Ocean Luminous, a new Endless Ocean game coming May 2nd. Which is deep sea uh, exploration. I think that game looks kind of pretty. Yeah. And then I a like special note. Nice and relaxing. Very special note. Japanese only. 
Mother 3 hits Nintendo Switch Online. What? But not in the U.S. <laughs> of course not. not in the U.S. because fuck you. Oh, come <laughs> That's on. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah. why? but why? But why? That, it's got to be on purpose at this point. Yeah, like, yeah, love you it. know, we don't like Americans, you know? Well, you know. I, I love Polygon's yeah. uh, headline for that, which is, Mother 3 is coming to Switch, but not for you. <laughs> no soup for you. Oh, man. So, yeah, that was the Nintendo Switch partner uh, showcase. What would you think of it? Good show? I mean, there was uh, plenty of cool stuff that got announced. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. There's, I thought it was a pretty good showing, and I love how much stuff is hitting everything. Yeah. yeah. It looks like a good, like you know, <laughs> diversity of games, too. It's not just, like... I, I, I thought this month was going to be a lot of RPG primarily, but it looks like quite a lot of stuff is coming out. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, some more stuff, more release dates. Hi-Fi Rush officially hitting PS5 March 19th, and Sea of Thieves officially hitting PS5 April 30th. Bree, you're big yes. into Sea of Thieves. What do you think of that news? Are you excited to, Fresh to find some newbies? Fresh <laughs> <laughs> So you're I'm excited? excited. Um, I'm excited, yeah. No, I, I really, uh, I'm, I think that there's a lot of people that uh, have been excited to see that potentially expand into new areas. And I think that I'm excited because it is, it's a, it's a, it's a big community it's it's a very involved community of people across two platforms now about to be three and i think that uh once they get all the kinks worked out it's going to be a lot more fun for a lot more people so yeah i'm, I'm all Especially there with cross play yeah very cool stuff uh some xbox news let's get to game pass it's uh one of those every other week deals we got the newest lineup for game pass this was a big week uh this week <laughs> we got return to grace Nice. Tales of Arise. Very nice. We got a surprise drop of Dead Island 2. Yay. Nice. Which surprise join on Wednesday and legit no lie, I bought it Tuesday. So you're all welcome. Uh, and then today, Bluey the video game hit. <laughs> I love that game I'll so much. <laughs> Talk about a fucking varied week of games. Tales of Arise, Dead Island, Bluey, and Return to Grace. Like, that covers everything. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to try that Bluey game, because all I hear about online for, like, the past, like, almost year is how great Bluey is. And I'm like, it's so it's a children's fun. show, and, like, everyone I hear yeah. talking about how amazing it is is adults. And I'm like, I... Okay. <laughs> Injury like, is playing Bluey right your now. Nice. Inner child, like, will thank you for playing this game. Like, there, I'm. It's not without its like moments where you're like, okay, yeah, no, I gotta remember that this is a kids game. But like, <laughs> there's there's some jokes in there, like for the adults too, where there's like an annoying toy, and you know the adults are involved, but like everyone is just so wholesome and supportive, and it's just it's 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 a very fun, playful thing to involve yourself in, and it's it's a good like pace and time for you know a, a game of, of that size or that type. Like it's just it's a delightful game to play. Yeah, have you beaten it already? Cleanser. And they also did uh, release a patch to that too. 
Oh, good. Uh, to help with the game. And uh, apparently there's now long dogs hidden in the uh, uh, in in the game, just like in the show. Nice. Have you all actually beaten the game? How long does it take to beat it? Oh, I oh God. I finished it in like under five hours. I don't remember. It wasn't it wasn't that long. Uh, I think I'm going to play that tonight if, then. If, if you pa- if you power through it, you can get through it in like two hours. Oh. And, According to my time on TA, I did it in four hours and six minutes. Okay, I'll be playing that today. (laughs) I was enjoying my time with it, damn it. (laughs) Hey, my kids still play it. So, you know, the game definitely has staying power. Well, another good game for your kids next week on February 27th. Maneater is joining Game Pass. Uh, Wait, nice. no, 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 that's, that's not, not for your kids. Right. It's a joke, Jake. <laughs> joke. It should they... be. It's just some sharkies. It's fine. <laughs> that game is great, by the way. I love Manny. Did Tripwire ever get their CEO issues figured out? Or I have no clue. I feel like uh. they did, and statements were made, and people were pushed to the side, and no longer in charge of things after they said stuff. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't, like, I remember... Yeah, that was a big deal right when the DLC came out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember that controversy. (laughs) My memory sucks. But uh, Madden NFL 24 is also joining Cloud Gaming the 27th. I mean, I already had to review it, so... Okay, well, if you (laughs) haven't played it and you only do Cloud, now it's on Cloud. Yay! February 28th, Indivisible is returning to Game Pass, and February 29th, Space Engineers is hitting Game Pass. Very nice. Indivisible is a fantastic game. Everyone should go play it. Totally agree. Also, the soundtrack to Indivisible Indivisible was just fantastic. Yeah. I don't know who did uh, the music, but it reminded me of, like, Gary Scheiman, like, his, his, you know, his kind of stuff. Sorry. Let's see. Sadly, that's an everyone but me kind of conversation. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Be, I, I, I heard crickets after dropping a composer name. I'm like, okay, uh, you know, and uh, hashtag musician. So I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, March 5th, Warhammer 40k Bolt Gun is joining Game Pass. And then it's a little oh. off in the distance, but March 28th, Diablo 4. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that is good news. More people playing Diablo. Is, is Bolt Gun the first person shooter one? Yes. Okay. I might give that a try then. Yeah, one I will never be on got Game Pass. Diablo. So there you go. Yeah. Now, Camille, like no, not into Diablo or Burbler. Like me either. Everybody and their mother loves Diablo, and I just could never get into it. I don't know. No, I'm not into it either. It's okay. Fellow Diablo hater here, too. Yeah. <laughs> this feels so samey. I don't know. Yeah, no, I have fun with it. It's just a fun top-down hack and slasher. That's all I all I want out of a game is just being fun, and that scratches that itch for me. So I don't think it's the greatest thing in the world, but I I enjoy my time with it. Kind of sucks that it's always online, though. You know, yeah, it's one of those always online things. That that's what really turned me off to the, this fourth edition. I really like Diablo too. I mean, there's that. So I'm kind of on the fence about Diablo. Yeah. Anyway, can't all be good news. Games have to leave Game Pass, and two of them are hitting the road. Madden NFL 22 is leaving EA Play. It is already delisted. So if you don't have it, tough shit. Buy a disc. 
And then Soul Hackers uh, 2 is leaving. I didn't even know that was part of it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tales of a Horizon has hit 3 million units sold. Nice. That is very cool. Uh, new big uh, surprise hit, Helldivers 2, has surpassed 400,000 concurrent players on Steam. And the developers have had to cap the players at 450,000 across all systems to improve server stability. Uh, to mm. say the game is blowing up is an understatement. <laughs> mm. I'm glad there's explosions are, are understanding how good Starship Troopers is. <laughs> yeah, right? I was about to say, would you like to know more? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're doing our part. Exactly. I love that there's petitions to bring this game to Xbox. It's like, no, it's a first-party Sony game. They don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, I got to see some of it being played the other day, and it looks like wild fun. Um, The other human in my house has been playing it, and uh, yeah, looks good. I'm tempted to pick it up on PC and give it a try, but I hear the PC version's having some issues, so I don't know. Anyway, From Software has acquired the Elden Ring trademark from Bandai Namco. Uh, and then we talked about this last episode, but the Elden Ring Shadow of Erdtree DLC was announced for June 21st for 40 bucks, and new collector's edition will release alongside it. Woo-hoo. You getting that one, Joe? No. I'm <laughs> If so there was one that? of them you'd get, I really would have expected that, because I'm sure that's going to have a fantastic statue with it. <laughs> it does it's a really nice really nice one i don't know i think you would probably like that game too i think you'd suck at it but i think you'd like it <laughs> that's exactly my experience with it like I, I really sucked at it but i actually really loved it and i don't understand why usually like if i'm if i suck at something i'm like eh, it kind of turns me off but I don't know what it was about Elden Ring. I was like, wow, this is really fucking good. I, I really I'm like Soulsborne games. I am horrific at them, but I absolutely adore them, as long as they're not Dark Souls, ironically. I don't like Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, same. <sighs> uh, some more Warhammer news. The Warhammer 40k DLC for Power Wash Sim is coming out February 27th. Nice. Yay. So get ready to wash more shit. I am. It, I am all for it. <laughs> in that one, uh, you also get to play as some character from the universe, <laughs> and that that the specific group of whatever that character is, because I don't know Warhammer 40k. Uh, they believe that machines are alive, so the person actually talks to the machine while you're cleaning it, as though it's a living thing. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. That'll be fun. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Abstraction Games is releasing Gigantic Rampage Edition, a new full version of the once-canceled MOBA from five years ago. It'll be nineteen ninety nine, available on Xbox One, Series X and S, PC, and now as well on PS4 and PS5, is releasing April 9th, and Gearbox is publishing it this go-around. And if anyone wants to hear a review of that, I think that was episode like 300, and that was my first review for SML Podcast. Wow. Oh, I can't yeah. even remember that, that far back. Ago. Yeah, no. I also wasn't credited for that one. <laughs> no? 
Mm-hmm. No. So, yeah. What's that, the, sto- that was what's the story there that ago. you weren't credited? I don't know. You're. I just assume that whoever was writing the stuff for SML's posts on Twitter just yeah. didn't know who the fuck I was. I don't know. Because that, that was back, back when I was writing stuff in. So. <laughs> Last yeah, bit of news I have <laughs> is the Final Fantasy XIV beta is now live on Series X and S. Reminder that awesome. it is for new players only, as it requires you to link your Xbox account to your Square Enix account, and they cannot be unlinked. Existing players must wait until the full release to play. Achievements are live, and it includes 158 or over 3,000 gamer score. Yeah, and, and I guess I should also point out for everybody, if you already have an account and you decide to link them, it wipes your data and you're starting clear. Yeah, that's why I said it's it only back. for new players. Yeah. Well, that's... Your, uh, your account go bye-bye. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure everyone understood that in case they went to try and they're like, hey, wait, I have an existing account. I can do this. And I just want them <laughs> to understand what you're going to screw up if you yeah. fuck around. The you will page, find out. The store page as well mentions that all that info. So, again, oh, if you good. already play 14 on PC or PlayStation, wait for the full release. Do not play the early beta. Uh, but if you do play the early beta, it is free to play. It does not require. Uh, a Game Pass core subscription. The full game will. So if you just want to check out what the game's all about, play the free beta or play the free trial when that releases. Uh, it is a huge free trial with a lot of content. Uh, but if you buy the game, you will have to be a Game Pass core or ultimate subscriber to continue playing on top and of the monthly underst- fee. And from what I understand, it is also a pretty fun game. I know. Oh, it's fantastic. A bunch of people who play it, so and they I, all love it. <laughs> I played it on PS3, PS4, and PS5. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Everyone I know plays it on, on uh, PC. They got the yeah, no version. PC game. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, you, you that's my news. Who else has news? Bree, any news this week? I think we covered all the things I had on my list already. Uh, Aki, any news? Uh, apparently someone is porting Legend of Dragoon uh, to PC, and, you know, I don't know if that's going to become an actual thing, but I really want it, like, really badly, and Sony needs to not say no to this and shut the fuck up and let it happen, (laughs) because I've been wanting this for a very long time, because Legend of Dragoon is, like, one of my favorite JRPGs literally ever, Uh, and I want it, because that's an old PS1 game. Uh, Hopefully Sony doesn't don't work. cease and desist it. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, I, I, I want it so bad. It needs to happen. Uh, that's Jacob, that's any news? news? Well, the Borderlands trailer finally fucking dropped after the movie uh, was filmed like two years ago. Um, I'm oh, not wow. going to lie. Okay. I'm, su- I'm psyched for it. Like yeah, It, it looks, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Like no, 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 apparently the person I, I playing Lilith is hot. It's Kate Blanchett. That means nothing to me. I'm bad with names. Uh, okay, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I don't know no, if meant- she's like a fan of the series or she just thought it would be like a fun exercise in frivolity. 
Yeah. And wow. uh, Kevin Hart is uh, playing Roland, which honestly, like I know, like for as much as we all bitched um, about like, oh my God, why is he playing him? He can't do better. It looks like this is going to be like his first serious action role. Like, say, has he, he ever done anything serious like that? No, I don't think so. And it's it looks like he took it seriously. Like, there's nothing of him cracking jokes at all he's, uh, and in he's the not, trailer. And he's not selling DraftKings, you know. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I'm looking at some of the cast here. Jamie Lee Curtis as Tennis. I love that. Jack Black as Claptrap. Oh my god, this is fantastic. I'm gonna love nice. this. Yeah, the Jack Black looks like he's gonna nail Claptrap. The end of the Hell trailer yeah. where, where he's uh expelling bullets was yeah. pretty pretty fantastic <sighs> in the trailer. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch this trailer right now. Keep watching, keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, anything else? Um I thought I had other news, but I can't think of it, so I'll save it for next week. All right. After it. Isn't so there Disney Dreamlight Valley news? <sighs> oh my god, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> yeah, so uh, Monsters, Inc. is finally coming to uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley, which, I mean, like, if you've been playing, like, me and Bree... Uh, I haven't played it. I just you have haven't been playing it? Oh, no. damn it. So, not, uh, not so you, just butter- you just buttered me up to get me all excited about it. Okay. I did. All right. Uh, so, so anyway, so if you've been playing it, uh, there's been, uh, there's been monsters, Inc items in there for a while. So, um, but yeah, uh, so we're expecting Mike and, uh, Scully, uh, in there and, uh, yeah. And pretty soon they're supposed to be announcing the next, uh, star path as well. So things are going to get pretty exciting. Uh, the Monsters, Inc. update is going to be free for everyone, and it launches on the 28th. Very cool. Uh, let's see. Len or Kunal, any news that you would like to talk about, or are, uh, are we good to head under reviews? Uh, Pixel Noir is now on Steam for $24.99, <laughs> and you can pick that up anytime you want on PC, Mac, and Linux. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Very cool. Well, give us one more sales pitch before we let you two get going for the night. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you two on, chatting about the game and chatting news with us. Give us one more sales pitch about Pixel Noir. Tell us all about it, how much it is. Well, you already told us how much and where it is, but fucking whatever. Do it again if you want. How about, how about this? It's Pixel Noir. <laughs> You should just buy this because it's really fucking awesome. It has really fucking good music in it. And the gameplay is really fucking awesome. There you go. How about that? Very good. <laughs> can, I, can I just add a find it on Steam or search? Uh, or if you go onto our website at swdtechgames.com, you'll see, uh, you'll see Pixel Noir there too. Very cool. All right. Oh yeah, and we're also hey, one more thing too is that we are also uh, Steam Deck verified, so you can play it on Steam Deck too. Very nice. I know uh, Pernell is very excited about that because he loves his Steam Deck. Oh man, I I got a Steam Deck uh, like a couple weeks before launch, and man, I love this fucking thing. It's just going to take over all my uh, consoles. I think I I will just have the Steam Deck. That is it. Oh, man. All right. Well, we will let you two get going. Kunal, Lynn, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. 
do do either of you have any final words before we let you go? Uh, purple That's monkey good. dishwasher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to end it with uh. No, it was, it was awesome. Thanks for having us on, guys. Uh, this is always a blast. And, yeah, I'm um, very thankful too. And and, uh, and, and thanks for uh, thanks for uh, sharing the the pixel noir love um, online. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, I would offer to play some pixel noir at the end of this episode, but we have a segment with a Norg at the end of the show. Ooh. And I, I, I promised I oh. would play one of his songs. So fun fact: Norg did the, is the voiceover in our official trailer. So, yep. Big ups to him. He's awesome. Big ups to Nor- we love Norg. He's the best. Yes, we do. All right. Well, you two have a wonderful night, and uh, we will we will chat with you again soon. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Have a great night. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. I just, I re- ju- hold, hold I up. just watched the Borderlands trailer. It is so fucking good. And the <laughs> only problem I have is I don't see a Brock, and that makes me very sad. Yeah, they've already released the character <laughs> pro- posters, so everyone that you see is who's being used. Oh, that's Doc Havoc shame. says, Brock just watch the trailer. Person. Holy shit, does that look fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, I but, love it. Yeah, but Doc Havoc thinks everything is terrible, so whatever. <laughs> like, okay, uh, go off and make your own Borderlands movie then. Um, I'm willing to give it a shot. But yeah, I mean, like, that's honest, blackjack and hookers. <laughs> there, there are some some casting decisions that I I'm I'm gonna have to wait and you know reserve my judgment for later. But uh, kind of give me like mm, not so sure about that. Here's the thing, I, like I it, thought they looked fine. I, mean, I think yeah. it looks like a like it's probably just gonna be a fun B movie. Like, oh, yeah. you, want, you know, it's not going to be anything great. But at the same time, I guarantee that this is also not going to be the worst video game movie of all time. Right. So, no, Dragon yeah. Ball Z exists. That's not a video game movie, dumbass. And there are video games in Dragon Ball Z. It's close enough as far as I'm no, concerned. No, it isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> it is not a video game movie. No, nobody considers that a video game movie. Anyway, I also realized I forgot two news items. Oh, God. <sighs> oh, shut shut the fuck up, Aki. Uh, Pokemon <laughs> Concierge is getting new episodes. Uh, they're currently in production, Netflix announced. So, hooray for that. And the best news, that, best news headline that I've read all week is that a new uh, Fallout New Vegas mod that had added Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit it was thought to have been lost for seven years and somebody found it on their uh, old computer and uploaded it back up to Nexus mods. So now you can have Fred Durst who only talks in limp biscuit uh, <laughs> lyrics uh, as your companion. I need a soundboard clip of Fred Durst going. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, there's my soul hurts now. Thank you. You're welcome. Anything that brings you displeasure is i mean it's just a boon for me really because i've i get to do it so rarely i know outside of when i breathe anyway should yeah. we get to reviews One day you'll stop that. yeah that's yeah. all the yeah. i got sure let's do this all right let's dive into these first game to talk about tonight is called skull and bones developed by ubisoft singapore published by ubisoft Codes provided to us by Ubisoft for the purpose of this coverage. Consider this sponsored content or an ad or whatever you want. 
Uh, released February 16th on Xbox Series X and S, PS5, and PC for $69.99. Enter the perilous world of Skull and Bones, a co-op pirate open-world action RPG experience to become the most infamous pirate kingpin. Uh, Jacob and Bree, both you played this. Jacob, how about you start off? What's going on in Skull and Bones? That's honestly a good question because uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on in Skull and Bones uh, just right off the bat. So uh, you get to create your own pirate character and uh, decide what, like, you know, what they're going to look like, facial stuff. And like you get some clothes, but all that kind of stuff's not important because it has to give you that tutorial prologue of uh, everything that you get to do. And it is a... Like officially, it should only take you like an hour, hour and a half to complete the tutorial. However, uh, as Bree noted when we were playing that, like it's still introducing other mechanics later on. And so it's like the tutorial just never ends with this game. Um, But yeah, uh, so you become this pirate and uh, your ship gets wrecked and you have to start brand spanking new. Uh, you get your own like little tiny ship that you can go about to a couple of different islands. Uh, but you also have to craft items. You have to add weapons. You have to like get a better ship because there's no way in hell that that little tiny uh, tub is going <laughs> to be able to make it anywhere. Um, and like as you gain uh, more missions and notoriety, like new uh, area, like not only new geographic areas will open up for you. Uh, but then you have access to more jobs, whether it's through a job board or a bounty board, uh, random NPCs who, you know, want like trade missions or just, you know, take care of this for me. Uh, you're going to be doing a lot of fetch quests, a, a lot, lot of, of fetch quests. quests. And when I say a lot, understand both Bree and I are saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And it like the thing is, is that there are pretty much two kinds of quests in this game: fetch quests and escort quests. And if you don't like escort quests, well, go fuck yourself because there's, <laughs> uh, it's really just those are your options. Hope you like them. Uh, but the uh, and of course, like the thing everyone's going to wonder about is how's the combat? Well, it's ship to ship. Um, and I'm not going to lie, the combat in that ga- in the game is really fun. Um, so you have to deck out your boat with cannons and other kind of stuff, uh, but later on you can add all sorts of stuff. My ass got destroyed by a boat with a flamethrower one time. Um like which would it just came out of nowhere and like the guy just like ran like he was just sailing right by and just, like, a, boat, a wooden boat doing with a fucking flamethrower what the <laughs> shit oh you can you How? can get iron reinforcement for part of your ships and and things like that so i guess it makes it's sense. still a wooden boat <laughs> i know i don't I know. know man like the guy just up and destroyed me like he didn't even I like think i know why by the way that that happened is we had something that was called like a death mark or something on us from from one of the quests that we did and i actually ended up getting a glitch from that later where it kept telling me like that the death mark has been taken off and it just kept telling me that over and over and over again until i restarted the game oh 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 hold it hold it was that what was that when we were playing together yes yes oh no i I think we were being hunted yeah i think it was because of the dude that we were playing with 
Oh, no, remember I, think, he was, I think it had to do with a quest that we, that we started right at the end. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I assumed it was because of that guy. Yeah, we ended uh, up playing with a rando. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe was supposed to join us, but he got food poisoning, mm-hmm. and he was feeling sick and pooping his guts out. Mm. Oh, man, I was, so, I was, oh. I had such a mind migraine that night that I was like physically punching my skull to try and alleviate Mm. it. It was, oh man, I felt like shit that night. Yeah. Well. Yay, food poisoning. Yay. Yay. Uh, So Bree and I ended up uh, just playing with this rando who like we thought like, you know, he was like, he looks like he's maybe a level above us. No, he is OP. Like ridiculous. (laughs) And so like half the time, he just leaves us uh, and just like goes off and just runs around destroying crap all the time. Made it nearly impossible for us to complete a mission because uh, we like one of the we early tutorial of missions. Too, yeah, yeah. You, you have to you have to roll into uh, one of the ports, and uh, it's just like you roll in, you talk to him, and that's it. And every single time that we would try to get into the port, he'd be there, be like, "Oh, yeah, Whoa, it's I'm time to attack the port." Yeah, yep, time to pillage it again. And it's just like, dude, like, what the fuck? You know what we're trying to take care of. And so, uh, Bree and I ended up having to uh, fast travel to the port, like as close as we could to the port, and then make a beeline straight for it before he could figure out what the heck we were doing, just so we could complete the damn mission. Um, I suspect we could have booted the guy, but it was nice to have to see what things could be like with a full uh, crew. You're you're allowed to have three people total in a crew, and um, the one of the things it tells you is that once you have extra people, the difficulty goes up, but the rewards get better. So yeah. it was it was nice to see what that looked like at that scale. Um, I mean, to be fair, right, if I so was I, playing, I would just destroy stuff too. So yeah, I I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like Breeze over here being like, hey, you know, it's good to see what, like, you know, what it's gonna be like for us later on. And I'm just like, dude, like, I just need a guy to fuck shit up while I try to complete my tutorial missions. That's all I need. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like uh, the ship to ship combat is a ton of fun. Uh, each ship has like little spots on it that are with weak points that will severely damage it. Uh, you can also board the ship and steal a bunch of stuff. Um, and yeah, it's just, you run around, you find treasure, like, which good Lord, those kind of missions are, those are oh, annoying yeah. uh, because it's, it's going to be different. Little, yeah. Because uh, the treasure maps are different for everyone. And so mm-hmm. you, despite the fact that Bree and I were on the same mission, her X marks the spot was different than mine. And so mm-hmm. like there we are just like running around a damn island trying to figure out where my crap was before we finally did. Um, and that, But the problem is, is that also the game is very unclear with how certain things work. And so we were like, oh, my God, like, do I need a shovel? Like, is that what's wrong? And so, no, like, that it was just glitched. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to hop out of the game and hop back in, and oh, boom, there's my spot. Um, but yeah, like, so, so like, Bree had to stay on the island while I ran back to the, uh, to the main thing to see if I could figure out how to get a shovel. And, uh, no, I didn't need it. <laughs> but, <laughs> 
but yeah so for all of like the fun that we were having with the problem is is that the ship to ship stuff is at least from the start uh is not as common as you'd probably want it to be uh which is a little disappointing because it's just i for the tutorial there needs to be more like it it throws a lot at you like a ton of stuff like here's how to craft here's like where you do this like this is how this kind of system works um you know and this is what you do for here and it's just it throws a lot at you. It doesn't explain itself particularly and well. Poor Jacob could not find the blacksmith, no matter how many times I oh my directed God. him to the blacksmith. <laughs> I got, I get, you could have like, led him directly right up to the blacksmith, and he still would have <laughs> missed it. It's Jacob. All offense intended. That actually did happen once. <laughs> I, like, I actually wandered over to one of the merchants. I wandered over to one of the other merchants and then I like, I turned around and I was like, Oh my God, there's the blacksmith. I've been looking for him. Uh, um, I am so sorry. I left you in his care. We I, had I'm fun so actually. We did. Yeah. Like that was a friggin' blasty blast. We were up to like two 30 playing. This yeah. Game. yeah. And then I felt like absolute shit the next day. Cause I'm 39 <laughs> and you know, I'm old and I can't do these kind of things anymore, apparently. Um, unless I'm going to get to sleep all day. Cause yeah, I was actively whining to my wife. Like <laughs> she's like, so are you, are you going to get breakfast? I'm like, I don't want to get breakfast. Anyway, <laughs> but, like it was just <laughs> Jacob is old <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, so like the tutorial is long as hell. It doesn't explain itself. Well, um, the missions are not particularly varied and I'm not going to lie. It's just like when the game is fun, it's a ton of fun. Like I was, like, as I said, I was having an absolute blast with it, but when it's like the, essentially when you're on land, you're like, this is boring as hell and frustrating as shit. Yeah. And there, there's not a lot to do on land and, and other outside of these ports where you're upgrading your ship and your, your tools and these sorts of things. Um, most of the game is meant to be at sea and the, maybe the downside of that, and and this was best put by someone else is you're not, I I didn't feel like I was playing a pirate as much as I felt like I was playing a ship. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's totally valid. And on top of it, disappointingly, when you're on land, there's really not a whole lot for you to explore. The game is very, uh, set with where you're allowed to walk. And mm-hmm. despite the fact that like there are buildings and you see people like, uh, like, you know, they're 10 feet away from you. The game will put up these blocks that like make it so you can't get by. And it's just, it, there's some really puzzling choices in this game. Um, and the sea map is really big and it seems like there's a lot to explore. So that's good. If you're enjoying the sea exploration and the combat. Um, but I, I wasn't feeling the connection to the I'm going to be the pirate kingpin. Yeah, it just kind of seems like all right. Like it, it seems like you're going to be uh uh what's the guy's name? Skirt Skirly Skirlock Skirlock Skirlock. That's right. It just seems like you're going to be like his right hand man for like the whole game. Yeah, which is okay, but yeah, I don't know. And also, uh, the graphics are for the most part, like, I mean, they're okay. I will say this though. The water looks beautiful. Like it is really well done. Um, I'm a little biased about that, but, uh, 
that's it was, it was that's it was okay. That's fair. Um, because uh, I I was asking Bree about Sea of Thieves with this because I haven't played that game uh at all, so like I can't really compare this to that one. But well, Bree, you can. So how does this compare? Well, I mean, it's hard to compare two games that are not that similar. Um, other mm. than they have a similar theme. Um. You know, Sea of Thieves multiplayer is about being, you know, a crew together and you're working on the same ship and you're working towards common goals and you have to uh, do these things together. In Skull and Bones, you are trying to coordinate your ships to do things together or you could do them separately, um, you know, and just be hanging out with each other for the heck of it. Um, But really, I didn't feel outside of a few achievements that there was a big advantage or call to play multiplayer as skull in skull and bones. And speaking of achievements, I totally need you guys to jump in and help me get one. Anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) there's like one more I need. I can help you guys get it too. Um, But yeah, it's, it just, um, there, there were some things that were cumbersome. Like anytime you're playing like a looter shooter with people or a crafting game with people, there's going to be some downtime where someone else in your crew is going to be taking all of this time to to manage their inventory. And so that was something I noticed when I was playing with Jacob. Like, um, and that's not something that I necessarily experience in in Sea of Thieves the same way. Um, they're very different games, and I don't I don't think that it's it's fair to compare them to each other in that regard. Like they're very different from each other, but um, the the water in Sea of Thieves is still to me the best. To, to come back to that, so yeah. Well, is it about time that we talk about a a verdict on this thing? It is seventy dollars. Uh, Ubisoft is calling it a quadruple A title, although that has been uh, laughed at a little, but. <laughs> I have some thoughts with regards to that, and and I would say, despite how fully fleshed out and quadruple A they think their game is, um, like any game of this type, there's going to be launch bugs, and uh, there were there were plenty. Um, I had a lot of crashes, notification glitches, lag, visual glitches, um, nothing truly game breaking, but annoying when the devs are touting its greatness. Yeah. Um, there's some microtransactions. Oh um, yeah, that's an. Uh, the microtransactions are really annoying too, because uh, with the version that we got, like I think we were given like 500 pieces of gold, yes. which is, which is the uh, amount that, you know, or, or the gold is like the currency for all, like the, uh, the paid DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, hooray, you have 500 gold. Oh, by the way, that's not enough to actually purchase anything. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. It's a new game. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so like, you know, there like there was actually a cat. Uh oh god, what was the cat's name? Oh, Mr. Yeah, I don't it was know. like it was like Captain Whiskers or something Cap- like yeah, that. Yeah, something like, like Captain Whiskers. First Mate Whiskers or something like that. Yeah, like oh yeah, that's what it was. First mate. Eye. Yes. Yes. Uh he's only got one eye and like he's got like a permanent yeah, scowl and he's yeah, yeah, very adorable. Um yeah. and yeah, it's like congratulations thanks for buying the you know super duper edition version of the game here's 500 by the way this cat costs 800 so <laughs> yeah. uh we still expect you to cough up more money for this game like yeah. <sighs> so, so i have I mean, a question that for you, stuff right? isn't required though so it's not like they're no, expecting not. you uh, excuse to me cough up money this, for that excuse me you didn't know <laughs> shut up shut up you of all people 
with your fifth, like fourteen or fifteen I cats. I bought the cat. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. You know but how it, important I wasn't that cat required. Was it wasn't. No, like no, I wanted it. It was for required. you. Just stop. <laughs> so, it's Bri, I have a question. <laughs> okay. Originally, you seemed pretty against this game uh, back when it was, you know, first being talked Sounds about. Good. Are you are are you glad that you played it now? Is this something um, you think you're going to play a lot of, or is this something that you're like, yeah, now now that the review's over, I'm done? I would more enjoy playing this with friends. I I feel like I will end up playing it to completion at some point. But is that because you like it or because you're one of the achievement people like me? But more because of the achievement stuff than because <laughs> I was having a super ton of fun. Now, granted, with the right group of people that if I had a regular group of people to play with, I would be more inclined to play it. But Jacob and Jeff, there you go. My experience <laughs> of what I like in a pirate game, I'm I, I'm going to go back and play Sea of Thieves. Okay. That was my question. I mean, like, yeah, that's like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I, I had fun playing it with Bree and like, you know, Rando who destroyed half the world, but (laughs) you know, uh, otherwise I don't like so much of it is on, on land and the stuff that is on land is not fun. And it's just like, Yeah, it's it's very no. much like sail to the place, deliver the thing, sail back to the original port, get into some trouble on the way, take a quest to go kill a couple of uh, rival ships. Okay, now go back to port. Now go sail and uh, trade some stuff with this port. Now sail back to port. Now go attack some other ships and then do come a random back to port. escort mission. Right. So, no, I mean, and there are other things going on, like world events and things that are fleshing out. And I think that there's maybe a roadmap for them in the future. I see like the seeds of things. If if I were to spend another, you know, 40 hours in the game or something, I might find new things to be excited about. But yeah. Well, we need a verdict. The game's 70 bucks. What do the two you think? At $70, no. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I I just don't know that seventy dollars is is where it's at. Um, they've still got some things that they need to fix. Um, they had to turn off their text communications. Um, is it still off? It's still off, um, oh, and God. that has blocked people out of an achievement completion. Because um, believe it or not, there's there's a lot of people who already have the achievement completion sans that one achievement, um, and the game's been out for what a week. Yeah. That's pretty nice. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I'd be more comfortable with this as like a. Sorry. I could see I, like $50 and, I, and it's I, reasonable. I, I'd be putting, I honestly, like if, if I hadn't gotten this for review, I would have waited uh, for like 35, 40 yeah. on this. Like it, so wait for a sale. Yeah. It's a wait for a sale. That's good. <laughs> All right. Wait well, for a sale. A sale. Uh, you were fishing for that joke, weren't you? Uh, That's okay. Uh, I wrote one more thing about here that I, I just want to say now that we've gone down that road. It's not Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I can see the bones of it there, but the story element just isn't. There you go. The hell uh, is that sound that effect? Hurt. 
I just got a weird time. That must have been for dropping bits. I never heard that Mm. before. That was weird. It was like, what the fuck was that? It must be because I didn't hear it. Yeah, it was just on my end. I thought I opened a page or something. I don't know. Anyway, we got to move on. Next game to talk about is Inculinati. There it is again. It's the bits. I got to figure out what does that. All right. Uh, next game, Inculinati, developed by Yaza Games, published by Daedalic Entertainment, released February 22nd on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC for $24.99. Inculinati is an ink-based strategy game straight from medieval manuscripts where a rabbit's bum can be deadlier than a dog's sword. Uh, Aki and Bree, both of you played this. Aki, start us off. What is this game? Okay, in this game... You play as a character, and you draw yourself, basically. And then you draw little creatures. Um, I think they're based on who you play as is what creatures you get, but I'm not entirely sure, uh, which we'll come to in a little while. Uh, and uh, you basically you get to move them around, uh, and they fight other stuff. Um You get to determine how many units you get to put down by how much ink you have. Each unit costs a different amount of ink. You can only have five units total, I think. It's either four or five, something like that. Um, And basically what you're trying to do is destroy the other person's caricature uh, and all their units to end the fight. Now, uh... There's a lot about this game that I don't have a full grasp of. Like, as I said, I don't know if the units are tied to specific characters or not. That's because I didn't play the main game proper. I didn't play the adventure (laughs) mode. And you might be like, Aki, how did you play this and not play the adventure mode, the main mode of the game? Because I played the tutorial. And I know what lots of you are thinking. You got stuck in the tutorial fucking seriously? No, I did not. Yes, I did. Sort of. The game had 12 levels. This wasn't a game I was super interested in, but it said it had 12 missions. And I was like, oh, I can do that in an afternoon. Fine, I'll take it. And uh, then I went into the uh, tutorial because when I went to go play the adventure mode, it's like, you should really play the tutorial for real. Go, go, go play it, please. I was like, okay, fine. It should be quick because it's a tutorial, you know, five, 10 minutes, whatever. Sure. The, There's three tutorials. The first one is a mock battle where it tries to tell you the basis of what you're doing. Like, oh, you can attack. Oh, you can move. But it doesn't tell you what buttons do anything. So you kind of have to fumble around a bit to actually get it to where you're doing things. And you figured out how to switch between characters and shit like that. Um, And then after that mock battle is done, then you go into the beginner tutorial. Because there's a beginner and intermediate tutorial. And when you go into that, it teaches you more specifics about the game like how to use different types of cover and different types of plots of land that you can be on some that heal you some that give you extra ink so on so forth in the beginner tutorial there's 27 levels wow the beginner tutorial. 27 <laughs> levels now i've i beat that and then I went to the intermediate one this morning because I was like, I, this shouldn't take as long. They had to have taught me basically everything in the game at that point because it was 27 goddamn levels. No, the intermediate one has 38 
level. That is 66 levels of just tutorial. Now, let's say that all of these <laughs> take a minute. Let's just pretend that they only take a minute. They don't only take a minute. But let's but pretend that, that's that still over investment. an hour of tutorial. Of tutorial. Not the game. Of the tutorial. Grand strategy games. You know, the really hard games. RTSs. The really hard games. None of them have an hour-long fucking tutorial. None of them. So I stopped playing partway through the intermediate tutorial because I wanted to, you know, blow my brains out. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, I play a lot of tutorials because I play a lot of games every week. So I'm used to going through tutorials. There is a limit to how much tutorial you can sit through. And this long past that because <laughs> it's insane. Um, and you might be like, oh, so you really hate the game. No, this is just really bad game design. This part. Very bad. Um, very, very bad. The rest of the game is not actually too bad. It is kind of hard to figure out what you're doing because the tutorial isn't the greatest, but it does give you the basis, at least. You just have to figure out what buttons do things. Once you figure that out, then you start to really grasp what's, what you're supposed to do and everything. And while some of the battles are still complicated, uh, because sometimes the game seems hinky and it does things that you're not always expecting. It's generally not too hard to play. Thank God. Uh, so it's it's pretty fun to play. Um, matches can take a little while, even though you only have five units. Because once a unit dies, you can summon a new one. Yay! Um, and whilst you're killing all the enemy units, they're going to keep making them. Uh, <laughs> they just don't stop. So, yeah. Uh, I really like the visual design because, um, as stated, it was manuscript uh, pictorials. And when that's mentioned in lots of older books, especially stuff like uh, old martial arts tutorials, um, they're down at the bottom of the pages and on the sides and stuff. They would have these weird little drawings of animals in night clothing and stuff. And I don't know why, but they usually, they often didn't make them human and i'm not sure why but they were really cool they were funny you'd see snails that had like lances and stuff you'd find dogs and cats trumpets. yes trumpets uh, <laughs> yeah it they i'm pretty sure they were high when they were drawing those um well i have some thoughts on that as a medieval rain actor i've spent a lot of time looking at illuminated manuscripts and so the marginalia as they're called are literally doodles. Um, sometimes they are meant to illustrate something in the text as a support. And sometimes, because some of these manuscripts were copied, there were scribes that were learning as they went. If you remember back to like middle school and you're you're taking notes on something or high school, even college, and you're taking notes and something's like boring and you start doodling in the margins. And sometimes no that's a thing that your brain needs to do to like get you through, especially if you deal with like ADD or other, you know, um, issues along those lines. Like you have to doodle to kind of keep your brain on track. And so the same thing goes for, you know, medieval people. And sometimes they were drawing, you know, these grotesque things or these silly things because they were bored. Sometimes, like I said, it was to support things. But um, also to note that, you know, if you guys remember that like graffiti S thing that you would draw with the little lines and you would connect them all together and it looked like a big, you know, graffiti S. There's yeah. actually 
in, there's medieval manuscripts that have like a version of that. It's not an S, but like it's a very similar thing that like multiple people doodled and they like, totally drew penises. Like just, just. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, this was, this was just, you know, we were doing the same thing hundreds of years later. Um, they just painted them <laughs> instead yeah. of doing Mankind never all. changes um, <laughs> at all, for better or worse. No change. So, yeah, I thought it was a really great idea to just, like, take that and turn it into a strategy game. Because, I, I, I mean, I, I recognize so many of these these doodles that they used. Yeah. I thought it was a really neat concept. Yeah, it's, it's very pretty. Um, and you actually see, like, your character's hand come in and draw the characters, which is really mm-hmm. nice. Um, it's, it's obviously, it's really quick cause they, you don't want to sit there for like an hour as they draw this thing, but it, it's really funny. Uh, and anytime you kill an enemy unit or I guess technically when one of yours dies, they drop ink that you can stand on. And at the end of the turn, uh, after everyone's done all their turns, uh, it's the end of the round, I guess, whatever. Uh, if you're standing on ink, you get that added on to the three that you naturally get every round you get some more um which just helps you more quickly put out units because the cheapest unit i saw was five ink um so it's very easy to get you know trapped in that um and yeah uh you can shove units your own or enemy units including shoving them off of the line they're on because sometimes you're on multiple lines and if you shove them off a line they won't fall to uh to a uh, lower line, uh, they just die. So that's pretty pretty nice. So yeah, uh, there there's not a lot to say about the game, sadly, um, because again, oh, there's a lot it's of tutorials. That you, there, there was that to say about. <laughs> there's so much. Uh, something else we could say about it is if it sounds a bit intimidating. Not only is there a free trial for the game, but it's on Game Pass. Yep, that was going to be my next thing. Um, cause the game might not be for everyone, but you know, you can, if you can try it for free, like do it if it sounds even remotely good. Cause I think, uh, overall it was an enjoyable adventure portion, but yeah, the tutorials were a bit complicated to get the hang of. Yeah. And they were excessively unnecessarily fucking long. Um, if there was something I was going <laughs> to ch- would change about this game, there would be like six levels that would teach you everything, or you'd learn it while you were actually playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 66 levels of tutorial is obscene. There is just no. That's yeah. all I have to say about it. Just no. That's very bad game design. Um, everything else about the game was great. It's just that's that's too much. No one can do that. That's too much. <laughs> well, it clocks in at twenty four ninety nine. Is that too much, or is that a decent price for what's being offered? If you skip the That's tutorial, right. it probably is. If you decide you're going to play through the tutorial because you want all the achievements, then I would say get it on a a, a super sale because uh, you're going to hate your life going through those tutorials. Read your thoughts. I I would say it's a good price for the amount of content. Um, I and just you know, it's a very creative game. It's just I know for sure that it's not for everyone. Um, not everybody's into strategy and, uh, the type of strategy that it is, is a little different than, uh, I think I was expecting when I played it. So I, I, I'd kind of put it in that middle, middle ground, but I do think, feel that the, the price is fair for it. If you are inclined to play the game. Cool. Sounds good. 
All right, next up is Return to Grace, developed and published by Creative Byte Studios, released February 20th on Xbox One and Series XNS for $14.99, also available as part of Xbox Game Pass. A daring space archaeologist has just unearthed the ancient resting place of a long-lost AI god known as Grace. Venture with various fractured AI personalities as you uncover the great mystery, why she was shut down all those years ago. Uh, Bree and Aki, both of you played this. Bree, how about you start off on this one? What is Return to Grace? All right, so our space archaeologist, Addie, is exploring Ganymede, moon of Jupiter, uh, which is believed to be the ancient resting place of humanity's greatest achievement, Grace. And she's this powerful AI who created the golden age of mankind and in her absence has plunged humanity into a dark age. But why is she gone? Was there a good reason? And that's what we we aim to find out by the end of the story. And it is a very story-driven game. A lot of the story is told through the environment you're exploring, in addition to a wonderful cast of AI characters on your risk communication device. Exceptionally wonderful. Yes. um, You get to climb and interact with stuff. There are some minor puzzle elements where you have to, like, repeat sequences of lights or try and work out some binary. Um, But almost always, there's another way to get the job done. There's like alternate paths, and and if you want the full like achievement completion, you're gonna have to explore all those options anyway. Um, it's a really chill experience for that reason. There's no run button. The game has a very intentional pace um, that is matched by the dialogue that you're having with your risk communication with your AI <coughs> companions. Um, it had really great audio. Like in the very beginning of the game, you're out in the storm. You get to go back into the storm later on too. And like the directional audio, the environmental audio is like really good and helps with the immersion immensely. Um, it is a short experience. It's about um, if you're like trying to be really thorough, it was about like two, two and a half hours for my first playthrough. Now some of that is like me talking to people and like not paying attention to the game for five minutes here and there. But um <laughs> Yeah, cat that's time. what happens when you stream. Yeah, cat time. Yeah, I, so. I think my first one took me about three hours. My second one took me around an hour ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the second one because I there's 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 at least two different endings. I think there's there's possibility there's for three. a third. Yeah, I was gonna say I think there's a possibility for a third. Um, so yeah, I mean there's there's some some variation of what you're going to get at the end depending on your choices as you go through, which I thought was great. Um, the story moved at a really good pace, I felt. Um, it was fairly linear, but you're given opportunities to explore the spaces that you're in. And, um, like the puzzle elements didn't feel like they weren't part of the story. They, they, it wasn't just like there for gamification purposes. Like it felt like it was like really supposed to be part of the story. Yeah, but most of the puzzles like were locks, basically, like yeah. apartment door locks, yeah. elevator door locks. So they made sense why they existed. Yeah. And uh, the, the retro future 60s art style was great. The voice acting and the writing was really well done. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time with it. What about you, Aki? Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The the To me, the worst part of this game was one, how short it was, and two... Yeah. That your your character spacesuit has high heels, and that just annoys me personally. It's <laughs> just a personal grab. I hate that. You didn't notice that, but all right. I did every time she fell down. I was like, was like why was does like a spacesuit have high heels? Yeah, I guess. <sighs> I'm thinking about it in my head now, and I guess, yeah, they did have kind of like a chunky heel on them, but yeah. 
That is not how you want to run around a lot. No. Well, high heels aside, it's fifteen bucks. What do you think? That is oh, an yes, absolutely 100%. fair price. Yeah, that this I it's absolutely a buy it for me. Same here. It's it's fantastic. I'm probably I've gotten all the achievements in it. I'm probably going to play Same. through it again just to see the third ending. Because yeah, I was going to say now that I know bad, that there's a third. I, I want to yeah. find out what the third ending is. There's a good ending, a bad ending, and then a, apparently a very bad ending, which oh. is the only one you don't have to do for an achievement. The other two yeah. you do have to do for achievements. Um, and yeah, uh, if you need tips, Bree, we can talk about that after. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely do that because <laughs> I would actually go back into that. Yeah, I haven't removed it from my system yet, so uh, I would definitely go back in and, and find that other ending because I really enjoyed that world. Yeah, I know very how cool. to get it, so I'll, I'll let you know. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Bree, that is it for you. We will let you get going. Uh, what's on deck tonight? More sailing? Yep. Gonna go back to that PlayStation 5 game. <laughs> oh, the new PS5 so exclusive. Yep. That new PS5 game, Sea of Thieves. Gotta love it. Uh, any yeah. final words before we let you go? Uh, nope. <laughs> Excellent. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. See ya. Next game is Comp 2, developed by Graphite Lab, published by Atari, released February 20th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5, PC, and Atari VCS for $19.99. Control a Pong ball aching to break free of its life stuck between two paddles. Jacob, what is Comp 2? <laughs> So, uh, wait, how are we pronouncing it? I said Quomp. comp. Comp? Yeah, well, there's no U. Well, yeah, but it's a Q, and Qs make a... I don't know, I've been, call, I've been thinking of it as Quomp 2. Okay, Quomp 2, whatever. Okay, all right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Quomp 2 is pretty much... I mean, you gave it in a description, but uh, initially it asked the question, like... What if there was more to Pong than just what you get to see? And so uh, the game starts off with you as the ball uh, stuck in between two uh, uh, two of the paddles, and you have to figure out a way to break free uh, using the game's mechanics. And there's really only uh, two buttons that you actually need to push. One of them is to change your direction. Uh, of like how you're bouncing. And the other one is kind of like a hyper charging kind of thing, which uh, you use to break through stuff. Um, specifically blue blo uh, blocks that you can, sometimes you can break them. Sometimes you can move them. It depends on the puzzle. Um, but yeah, so you, after you eventually break out of that, you get to start exploring all of these different, like wild and weird levels. And, the level design is nothing that would have seemed out of place for like an Atari game back in the eighties. I mean, granted realize uh, like these graphics are heck of a lot better uh, while still keeping that retro. Um, it's not eight bit, but it's, it doesn't look 16 bit either. You know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, retro it's, vibe. Right. And so, uh, and there are some nice features with it. Like you can change like the camera, uh, like what you have, like whether it's a fish eye or just like a normal flat screen TV, you can also make it look like a retro TV, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's just, you're just trying to get from point A to point B. 
uh, while avoiding all sorts of different obstacles, whether it's uh, like little wind fans that will blow you some way or like a goo that will slowly move you uh, a certain way. You have to avoid spikes. You have to avoid things that fire fire at you. They shoot yeah. fire at you. Um, and uh, also you just have to deal with environmental stuff. Like Sometimes it's not even hazards. It's just dealing like you know water obviously you travel different through water than you do normally um but you know it's it's pretty damn creative and on top of it like it's it's just very calming too i mean like if you want to you can totally go off and like die a million times because trust me you will but the game makers really just want you to vibe and enjoy it and so like you can actually turn on like invincibility for the game and you can just try to figure out the puzzles that way which i'm not gonna lie is pretty is it's pretty handy if you're trying to figure out how to solve the puzzles correctly uh you know uh doing it with the invincibility off but like even just being invincible like the puzzles can still be pretty challenging um and I really dig that for it. Like it very, like it changes up the gameplay enough that like, you know, you'll kill like three or four levels um, and then, you know, put it away and then you pick it back up. And because there's literally only two buttons that you need to mess with, it's not like you're going to forget how everything works. Um, and of course there's also like in, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it bonuses, but like there's hidden roots, uh, throughout plenty of the levels. Um, there is an achievement that pops if you find one, but, uh, numerous levels have, uh, alternate ways to get out. And so it's just a really fun and unexpected title, to be honest. Like, I'm not sure what I went into expecting with this because I never played, uh, cause I, there is there is like uh an early like an earlier one correct there like is, i thought but I saw it's it not online. on xbox yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah i thought i saw it for sale on steam but um you know how my late nights get but yeah um <laughs> but yeah this is definitely like a just a really chill game to play um and i hope it's on everyone's radars like, because like, this is one I'm really enthusiastic about. I ha- I've had a lot of fun with it. Um, I've gotten to be playing it for about a month. Uh, there's a couple of achievements where I'm the second person. Oh my God. It kills me so much. Uh-huh. Like there's like one dude who had it like a day before me. And there's also like one achievement he got, like, I think it was like 15 minutes before me. Oh, <laughs> oh it annoys me so damn bad. But anyway, <laughs> but, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, honestly, this is a really chill title. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's unexpected, and I think you two will be surprised with it. Oh, well, it is 20 bucks. What are your thoughts on it? Absolutely. 20 bucks. Totally go for it. Um, you're going to get a lot of mileage out of this game. Cool. All right, going from a $20 game to something drastically different is Please Touch the Artwork 2, developed and published by Thomas Waterzui, released February 19th on Steam for free. A hand-painted, cozy, hidden object adventure, explore surreal world, collect items for its quirky inhabitants, fix damage paintings, and solve casual puzzles, help a lost skeleton painter find his way home. The game is short, but 100% free with no ads, no DLC. Aki, what is going on? And please touch the artwork too. 
Yeah, you groped that artwork. Uh, <laughs> and I, uh, <laughs> that's all I could think of for so much of this. Um, so at the beginning of this, you are in a gallery, uh, and you click a painting to start the game, and you see a grave in front of you, and out of it up pops a skeleton in a nice suit. And he just walks around other paintings. Occasionally, you'll find a person who has a problem, and you click on them. You you know when they have a problem because they have one of those little cloud things next to them. That's you know in comic books. That's how you know when people are thinking of something. One of those cloud bubbles. Uh, and if you click it, it tells you basically what item they need and how many of them they need. And then you have to go around the entire area that you have unlocked which is usually many different paintings or many different parts of uh, a painting, and find the items. At first, I thought it was in the area with the person, and I sat there for like a half hour trying to find the first person's stuff, and I was like, I'm only finding two of these. Where are the other three that I need? What's going on? And I I ended up looking up a walkthrough, and then they left and found something. I was like, wait, they can be in other places? And <laughs> Because when, when you're playing a, a, a hidden object puzzle game, a lot of them, everything you need in the area for the most part is usually in that screen where you need it. So, like, the concept of walking around through, like, four or five different other screens to find these things just didn't really come to mind because lots of them just don't do that. Um so it's like in some games, yes, you'll find an occasional item that you just hold on to until it's needed way later in the game. But lots of times it's like it opens this up. You're supposed to find these things and they're all in this area. And that's just it. And then you get whatever item you're supposed to get out of finding them all in the end. So that was a really weird thing for me. But after you find all of that person's objects, because uh, it shows at the top of the screen what objects you need, because sometimes you'll have them for multiple people. Uh, open at the same time so it'll show the object and how many you need as well as a, a light bulb and if there's an item in the screen that you're at uh, the light bulb will be lit up and you can click it and it'll circle the general area where it is generally if you just like click in the very middle of it you'll pick up the item which is fantastic because i'm blind and some of these were I couldn't see them. Uh, <laughs> e- even when it did the circle, I just had to click in the middle of it, and I was like, and to get it, because I couldn't see them even then, because I have bad eyesight. So that was really nice. There, it doesn't count against you or anything, and it stays up forever. So if there's if that light is still lit up, there is still something on that screen that for you to find. Uh, and once it once you found everything, it gets unlighted. You move on to the next screen, and you can constantly click it to find the items if you're lazy or you are like me and you literally can't see them. In some cases, you can be like, "Okay, I found all of them I can find." Click. Okay, there's one here. Oh, it's still lit up. Click it again immediately. There's no recharge on it. It's fantastic. I had to do it like three times in an area that had like eight or nine different objects, and I was like, "I can't find it." Okay, click, click, click. <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of embarrassing, but it was also amazing at the same time. <laughs> um, so when you give, the, once you've found all the objects, that little area squeezes in and shows you a picture of that character's face. So either you can go back and figure out where this character is uh, to match it with the face, because again, you will have multiple people uh, after the first one generally, 
Or you can just click that portrait <laughs> and it'll automatically bring you to that screen, which is fantastic. It makes it move so much faster. <laughs> and it took me like halfway through the game or maybe a little past that before I realized that you could do that. And I was like, oh, that makes this even faster. Thank you. I don't have to find these people anymore. Um, <laughs> and then you just click on them and usually they'll open up a new area for you to go to another painting or give you another access point to go to areas you couldn't get to, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, occasionally, you do find damaged bits of the painting that you can click on, and it actually brings you to the back of the painting, and at that point, you fix it. Um, generally, it's like putting tape on it, more or less, and you have to just bring it from one circle to the next circle, and you have to hit all the areas, but you can't go like if you go from left to right in one area, you can't turn around and then go immediately back over it at any point because you've already made that line. So you have to go like up and then over to it again instead of just going back and forth over and over. Uh, so it makes some of those puzzles a little difficult later on because you get a lot of different shapes. And since you can't go over the same line ever again, it makes it kind of difficult sometimes i was stuck on those a few times they're really impressively difficult and i really liked that and uh so you get those fixed and then you get access to a bit more painting or to a completely uh new set of paintings which is really nice um and when you go to different paintings you actually see your character go to the edge of the painting and you see the painting the frame of the picture and stuff and they just walk off as though there's something there and they walk on to another painting <laughs> and it's 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 just a really interesting little way of doing it i really like the visually it was really nice um usually the levels are all kind of based on similar things like the first level was all you know, it was right next to the sea. Everything was at the sea. It all had the same general kind of oppressive feel to it. Uh, whereas another one was like a lot of gigantic uh, fruits and stuff and some skulls and some Roman baths and stuff like that all together. Uh, and so all the different paintings you went to in that level were all that same similar type. Um which is, it, it was really nice. They are all based off of real a real painter's style. I don't know if any of them are based off of specific paintings, but they're based off of a specific painter's artwork. I do not remember who they said it was anymore because it wasn't someone I was personally familiar with. Um, but yeah, so you go through five, five levels, I think. Um, and yeah, you can do this in a day or two. Um, I think I spent like five-ish, six hours, something like that on it, I think. Um, oh. And originally when I played it, there was one achievement that was broken. But uh, like within a couple days, someone had reported it uh, a little before I was I was about to go report it myself. And they fixed it that same day, put out a patch, and everything worked fine. So nice. uh, all the achievements are working. It is a really very beautiful game um, based on a real artist. And uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, it clocks in at free. Free. What do you think? Yes. Go get it, folks. It, it, it is. <laughs> it's really good. Um, even if you had to have paid like five or ten, I would have said this is probably still fine because it was it was really good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and 
as everyone knows, I do like my hidden object puzzle games. This one doesn't have a particular story like you might expect out of like an Artifacts Mundi game, which is what I used to review uh, way back when. But I actually think this one might be better than their games just mm. because of the way it puts things. It it was really interesting. I highly suggest everyone get it if you have Steam. And it doesn't take super impressive computer to play it either. So go get it, folks. Very cool. I'm going to have to grab this one myself because it's free and it sounds awesome. Oh, cool shit. Yeah, please do. All right. One last game to talk about before our Norg segment is Geometry Survivor, developed and published by Brain Seal, released February 21st on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC for $7.99. Geometry Survivor is a roguelite survival where you fight waves of enemies, unlock innovative upgrades in the shop, acquire new ships, and conquer the unforgiving grid world. Jacob, what is Geometry Survivor? So Geometry Survivor is, uh, I mean, you already gave that description, but uh, for the rest of us out there, it is essentially Geometry Wars uh, from way back in the day uh, and Vampire Survivors. Um, Just, it's like they had a hot, you know, hot makeout session one time and, you know, this was the baby that was the result of it. Um, and so you're going with the similar aesthetics of, uh, geometry wars, um, where it's all that kind of, uh, voxel kind of image, uh, very much also like Tempest, uh, from way back in the day. And you just pretty much have to, it's, it's as much of an arcade shoot 'em up as it is like an avoid, avoid them up, however mm-hmm. you want to call it. Um, and so you're like, as you, uh, run around the map and you're collecting all the blue dots, which are experience or the gold dots, which are credits, um, and experience just levels up your ship during that game. Credits are saved for the end, and then you can use that to buy stuff in the shop. But uh, you're running around uh, the level, and you're supposed to try to survive for 20 minutes. I still have yet to. Um, but with each new level brings about new waves of uh different enemies. And of course, all of them have different kinds of attack patterns. Um Honestly, I'd say even more so than uh, what I was remembering from like vampire survivors. And so like uh, there was one that my oldest son was calling frogs, which are really just these like, uh, like, I mean, they're neon green. So I get the association, but like, they're essentially like just two triangles touching like the pyramid top uh, of them. I don't, I don't know what the mathematical, uh, name of it is but whatever just play the game and you'll understand what i'm talking about anyway uh so like stuff like that will like hop like it it seems like it hops around like throughout the level uh you've got other ones that will completely home in on you you've got like spiral ones that'll just like run away from you and uh as you're trying to run away from them but also blast them out of uh the little arena you can upgrade uh your ship with different uh, weapons. I mean, some of them are like, you know, like a loot magnet. So you, it's easier for you to grab loot, uh, from a farther distance away, but a lot of it's weapons, some of it's shields, some of it's allied ships who will come in and help you, uh, destroy stuff. Others are lasers. And what I thought was really neat with this game is that 
you know, there is a varied amount of weapons uh, and like shieldish items, defense weapons or yeah, defense items, I guess um, that it really can just vary to your play style. Um, and as you get stuff like the randomizer, which will just choose like a random upgrade for you to get with every single level, um, it really keeps the game fresh and uh, also gives you a level of unpredictability. Um, and in fact, like after I bought the randomizer ship, one of the things was, is that like it forces you to learn how to use uh, the different weapons, uh, because one of them, in my opinion, the spiral is absolutely useless. Um, <laughs> I, like I hate it so much, but yeah, then I like when I was it doing- because when, when enemies are following you and you drop it behind you, it takes out tons of them. Well, that's the thing. Like you learn how, like by doing the randomizer thing, you end up learning how uh, to effectively use that weapon because like the game's just like, well, dude, eat shit. Like you have to like <laughs> figure it out, man. <laughs> like otherwise you're just gonna die. Uh unlike the other ones where you can just choose what you want the upgrades to be. Um and like you know it just makes you a better player at this kind of stuff. And I was just I don't know. I like I was having a lot of fun. It was slow to start. Um with it but like once you start earning credits and you start getting into bonuses it's a lot easier to level up and uh buy the upgrades that you need from the shop or buy new ships um and yeah i was just having a lot of fun with it uh i did run into an issue with the game and i don't know if it's because it was a pre-launch thing and uh it was updated or something but the first time i played the game I did three runs. One was like a minute 50. One was like a minute 40. And then I did like 18 minutes. Which is wild because I have yet, I, uh, my oldest son and I still have yet to crack, uh, like 13 minutes. Yeah. I, I hit 18 minutes or like 17 and a half, 18 minutes, something crazy. None of the achievements popped because they weren't live yet. And when I came back to the game, the next time my save was gone. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so I didn't that get didn't, credit for any of that stuff. That didn't happen to me. Um, yikes. Yeah, I don't know that what sucks. happened, but my save was gone. I had to start fresh. I've gotten up to, I think, 16 minutes now. Okay. I haven't been able to replicate it. I've gotten close a few times. Like I've had a few runs where I'm like, this is going to be it. This is happening. And I would just get clipped by those fucking red exploding ones. Oh yeah, those things are those a bitch. Bastards. Yeah. But yeah, like, this is this is basically Geometry Wars meets Vampire Survivors and it's it's a blast. I am having so much fun with this game. It is very much one of those one more run kind of games uh because you, I want to get that 20 minute achievement. I want to get it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. This is one of those games where I want to complete it because you just got to do it once. That's all the achievements in the game. One minute, two minutes, three minutes, four, five, six, seven, eight, up to 20. And once you get 20 minutes, you completed the game. If you can get to 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and one other thing I want to bring up and like, if you, if you follow the Facebook page for the podcast, then you already know about this, but I had a proud dad moment, uh, while playing this game, uh, because my older son, like, I mean, both of my kids, you know, if you've listened to my reviews before, you know, sometimes they get to mess around with the games that I get to review. 
um, mostly the kids' games, but you know, I let him play some of the other stuff. And I was letting my older son play uh, Geometry Survivor um, because he's he's vaguely interested in it, and he likes games like Just Shapes and Beats. Um, but they kind of stay away from vampire survivors cause it seems spooky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I was like, Oh, you should try this out. And, uh, he ended up getting addicted to like that, you know, Oh, one more round kind of thing. But he was only lasting like a minute 30, maybe two minutes. And so, uh, I sat down and talked with him about like various strategies and like, you know, this is like, you know, maybe you should try this and this is what this weapon does. Oh, well, I don't like that one. Yeah. But if you do this, then, you know, you could use this about like, cause this weapon will work with this one and like together, like, it, like with the cooldown rates, like it just like they mesh really well. And he went from only do- lasting for a minute 30. He ended up beating my time at the time. Uh, and, like just blowing me out of the water. And it's just like one, like for once, I wish that there was leaderboards on this because <laughs> like for, for so many of these games, I'm just like, oh, I don't care about the leaderboards, but you know, he was beating me at this and I was just so damn proud of that. Like even if it was leaderboards can only do so much because once you hit 20, you're done. Yeah, I know, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I was just like, I was so damn proud of him. Uh, for beating my high score at the time. Um, Yeah, it was a good family moment with this game. So if you've got kids, this is an excellent game for them to try out too. You could always check the statistics page and see how good you did. You could always check the statistics page. No. (laughs) Although I do like it on the statistics, they do list how long you've just been staring at the store uh, menu. I'm spent on upgrade screen. <laughs> my average time survived is 1058. I don't have my Xbox up, so I can't see what, what mine is, but Suck also the game's eight bucks. Mar- what do you think? Oh, absolutely. Totally eight bucks. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that is it for you two. Uh, we are going to take a brief break uh, for a few seconds. We're going to listen to Norg's SML theme. And then we are going to get into a segment with Norg that lasts way too long. Like, way too long. We were supposed to do a 5-10 minute review. The segment's over 40 minutes. <laughs> That's standard. That. Yeah, good old Norg. Yeah, the, the review itself is probably a half hour, and it's a $12 golf game. <laughs> nice. That's, that's on sale for two. So. <laughs> So stick around for that. We're going to play that after a brief break. So we will be back with more show in just a second. Do either of you have any final words to wrap up this part? Don't touch Gunpla, kids. It's a hell of a drug. That's fair. That's fair. All right, and we are back after uh, the musical break that's still going. Just give it another second or two. Uh, Okay, I think we're done now. Uh, Norg is here. George, how are you doing? Oh, I'm still waiting for the breakdown to stop. I mean, that that was your song. You're the one who made it. (laughs) 
that <laughs> that so tail sorry. end on your 11 anniversary song the tail end just goes for like 45 <sighs> minutes i i thought about cutting it off but then i was like it gives you something to talk over it does and and, and that's what we you, did when you have this. something to talk over. It's like we put the taco into talk over. So it works out really well. It does. Man, I love I love tacos. I love tacos. So much. they're putting a Taco Bell in our town. Shut up. Like you're getting fucking, a taco. Finally, Bell in your we're town. getting something new in our town. Oh, my gosh, dude, you're set. Like you never need to move or leave ever I mean, again. They need to keep nacho fries. This whole limited time bullshit needs to end. <sighs> the the fabricated, like, it's like limited <laughs> time only for a limited time only will open the Disney vault. <laughs> and you have one month to buy Pinocchio. That was a really good limit. <laughs> Up. Like you, you actually were really good Dalmatians. at <laughs> such classic hits as Cinderella, the black hole. Oh, the black hole. Speaking of black holes. Um, wait, no, <laughs> dude, have you ever like the mo- movies with the word black in Disney's history are like really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not controversial, but opinions are very varied on that. So, for example, The Black Cauldron. Nobody talks oh, yeah. about The Black Cauldron, even though it was one of their best movies. Gurgi is the best. But then, like, you've got The Black Hole, which to me was Ernest Borgnine's finest performance. But, like, it was so good. And it was Disney's attempt to try to capitalize on sci-fi mania after Star Wars came out. And, I mean, it, it was it, it was okay, but, like, the soundtrack was off the chain i don't know if you've ever seen that movie but if you haven't you need to go I have see not it. oh man it's been the a long time since i saw the black cauldron too i remember going to see that at this movie theater with my dad as a kid and i just cried my fucking oh, brains no. out after and they, after gurgi and they had to take me home oh. because i was just inconsolable oh and I don't even so- remember what made me cry. I just have these memories of crying through a movie theater being carried okay, out. Okay, because I, re- I won't say anything, but I know why you cried. Because <laughs> nobody can watch that movie without getting to a certain scene without crying. You can't. It was, it was so, it hit so hard. It was so good. Speaking of hitting things hard. Yes. <laughs> totally derailed i love it every single freaking time it's i know like, i love it we have to do like, like a five minute review for- of a- <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do a five minute review but before we can do the review we need to do 37 minutes exactly of banter <laughs> and talking about things that are unrelated to a game review here we go we start with the black hole and the black hole can lead you to all sorts of things oh my goodness gracious anyway hi toy story three <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story 2, The Lunchbox, The Movie, The Breakfast <laughs> Cereal, The Sequel. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> what is wrong with us? What? <laughs> I found it in a Cracker Jack box. This is all unusable. All of this is unusable. So, of course, it's put- going to be in the show. Of course, it's going to be in the show. Dude, I haven't seen Spaceballs <laughs> in an ice age oh my gosh what what was the oh who played the droid what was her name joan rivers joan rivers yeah oh legend 
absolute everybody in that movie John was a legend. Candy, oh. John Candy, Bill Pullman, Rick Moranis, like the, Rick Moranis uh, was legendary in that. And Michael Winslow even had a scene in that movie. I mean, come <laughs> on. Oh, Rick Moranis. I love that I love that Ryan Reynolds brought him out of retirement to do it. Any assholes are on this ship. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> The best part about that was if you were a kid when Spaceballs came out and the, the scholastic, do you remember the scholastic book, book thing that you would get in class that you would have to take yes. and pick out what books that you wanted? You could get Spaceballs, the kid's version of the book, but they censored out assholes in it. And they, I swear, I remember this so vividly It because it, I'd never seen the movie as a kid. I only had that book. I saw the movie later, but in the book... They replaced the word assholes with fleshing dingers in italics. <laughs> and I could not for the life of me figure out why anybody would need to say that they were surrounded by fleshing dingers. Like, what? Wow. They censored it out. <laughs> now I want to see if I could find this book for kids. I bet I still have it somewhere. If I find it when I ever, ever get around to unpacking. I see Spaceballs the book, but I don't know if it's that or if there's... okay. Houston, we have liftoff. Spaceballs is not what I'm looking for, but yeah. Let's see. Spaceballs Scholastic Book. By Sarah L. Hudson. (laughs) Does it still exist? Oh, Oh, hang on. Oh, whoa. $103? Are you kidding me? I need to find my copy of that book. Holy crap on a crap cracker. Oh, wait. Here we go. The the book by Jovial Bob R.L. Stein, June 1987, Scholastic. Oh, here we go. $15. Yeah. It's on eBay. <laughs> A hilarious new comedy from MGM. <laughs> oh, my and God. I'm going to order this. Spaceballs, the movie, the book. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. How did we even get into anyway? Hi. Speaking of balls. <laughs> Speaking of balls, we're gonna get back there somehow. <laughs> Fuck it. If is Grant here, we can have ball squad. Ah! Ball squad. <laughs> oh, balls space ball squad. Space ball. <laughs> I love how you were quick on the draw with that sound effect too, by the way. That was I, I gotta be I gotta be quick on my soundboard when I have it. You like really this one. Be quick on my soundboard. Wait, did I do that? Yes, you did that. That is you. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> that is that is also when I get a voicemail. <laughs> seriously like discord has their own crickets listen to how shitty theirs is oh what even is that seriously oh see now <laughs> no i can't do it I'm, I'm... nice and then they have you are a duck. I'll give you a duck. Wow, that is good. <laughs> Crazy story. I actually met the guy that does the Donald Duck voice currently, and he's so nice. He was standing next to, to Bill Farmer, who does Goofy, and the two of them were just going back and forth. And like, I'm just standing here and all like, 
my kids would love this. And the cool thing is, I said, okay, guys, 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 you probably get this all the time, and I'm going to be that guy. Could you send a video message to my kids in your voice? And they did it. And they did it, and the, the kids were just blown away. It was so awesome. They're such great guys. My so uncle used ducks, to do voices as a kid. <laughs> oh, did he really? Yeah. Like, he would call me as Mickey Mouse and be like, hi, kids, I'm, I'm Mickey. Huh? <laughs> I, I can't do a voice, obviously. Well, Mickey has evolved a lot over the years because you've got, like, the super animated one right now, but then you had, like, um, the, the original one, like, if you've ever seen the uh, the one where he he defeats the giant um because because like he they're, they're talking about a giant and they're like oh there's this giant coming and he's it's terrorizing our town and mickey had just finished smashing seven flies with one fly swat and he runs out right after they're talking about the giant he said i killed seven with one blow and it gets back to the king and he says i'll give you one million pazuzas Oh, uh, no, I couldn't. Two million pazuzas. Because pazuzas obviously are a viable currency. Oh, yeah. Eight million pazuzas and the hand of the Princess Minnie. Ha! Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I'll blow him out of the way. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, now I'm remembering that cartoon because the giant, like, grabs, like, a haystack and rolls it up. He's smoke. Because <laughs> you could smoke cigarettes back in cartoons back in those days. And, <laughs> and like, Mickey gets stuck in it. And, like, the, the giant sneezes and he sees Mickey's like, tight, ha. And then it just goes <laughs> on from there. <laughs> what was that on? What what movie compilation was that? Jeez. There, there was that so with many- the Three Musketeers? I don't remember it. No, it was, it might've been on there, but I, we didn't have three musketeers when I was a kid, but it was uh, on one of the VHS tapes. I remember that much. The Aristocats. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got a game we got to talk about. Let's get to it. <laughs> one final game to talk about on this episode is golf in it developed by Prumpf. Or P. Murph, I think. I don't know. Published by Red Deer Games. Ah. (laughs) 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 Release February 9th on the Switch for $12.99. Begin your career as a professional golfer. Participate in training sessions. Hone your skills and show your talent to qualify for tournaments that will let you achieve success. Norg, tell us about golfing it. dead man um okay so first of all um it only took us 15 minutes to get to this (laughs) nice we're i think that's a new record for us like in terms of how little time it takes to get to the review true um so the first of all i i love weird golf games i don't know why i love weird golf games because i've never really been that big of a fan of golf to be perfectly honest but like george carlin said it best golf is like watching flies screw like there's just nothing good about the game of (laughs) golf as far as he's concerned but there's something super fascinating about not like the super realistic golf games because that that's almost too much like work and i love them both i just love golf games and i don't know why but like when you get what, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from on that. But like when you, when you, when you bypass like the realism and you get closer to things more like Neo Turf Masters as an example, mm. that's a great golf game. And 
And as unfair as it is, that's kind of the golf game that I tend to benchmark any golf game against when it comes to anything that's like the the top down style golf. And I'm not talking about like the ones where it's like side view, arcadey, you've got the black background and the white levels and you're bouncing the ball around the screen. That that's not really golf. That's just pong with jerks. But <laughs> this is like like actual like golf mechanics. You've got the swing, you've got the direction of the ball, you've got um overspin, you've got underspin and left and right and all that stuff. So um this game ten is is the kind of thing that gets um measured up against things like like their predecessors like turf masters so let's dive into this actual game it starts out with the premise of it's it's the ages old trope of you are a novice and your coach is telling you you will never make it but you can go ahead and try if you like Eh, all right Who who doesn't love a good challenge so there is a tiny element of story to this um, that doesn't even exist in Turf Masters. You just you show up and you play golf, and you play as the technician, and you look at the funny screens when you get a double bogey, and he bends his golf ball. Um, wow, club, club. club. Cl- Welcome to the M I C K E Y M O U S E. Um, the club. Oh, Mickey Mouse. Okay. People who skip directly to the review have no clue what the hell is happening right now. Okay, so (laughs) the game itself is you've got a combination of some golf mechanics, things you would expect, topspin, undercut, left, right, wind, um, elevations at the green, to be fair. I really liked the way they handled the elevations at the green. And then in order to actually get into the tournament aspect of it, you had to go through like these training components where you either practice putting or you practice chipping or you practice your drives or you practice your approaches. Um, You can there's one where you have to like get it, get it in between like the two bars. It's almost like doing slalom, but it's just one set of poles but the goal is accuracy in making sure that the ball goes where you want it to go when there's no wind that's like super easy when the wind is at like level 15 and you hit the ball to the left and it eventually goes right that that's when it starts getting a little bit more challenging (laughs) but now so you've got like the basic things in and there's like par practice and stuff and eventually if you earn enough stars you get three levels per like um type of practice you either get one star two star or three stars with the assumption being that they're getting more difficult as you try each of them and eventually you get enough stars and then you can do the tournament and if you do the tournament then you graduate from that set of courses which if i'm not mistaken are like procedurally generated which which is another thing i'm going to come back to in just a minute and there are four total um courses that you can play through in the tournament that is the kind of the basic golf-esque part of it. Add to it that each course has its own um, obstacles, for lack of a better description. In some courses, if you land within the radius of a certain area, a turtle is going to pop out and knock your ball away out of What's the What's his radius. name? <laughs> I don't know what the turtle's name it's not Raphael. It, it, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know if the turtle has a name, actually. It's just it's just a little jerk turtle who knocks your ball. But he's not as much of a jerk as the bird who will really kick your ball. And, that sounds funny. And <laughs> and because of the veracity in which the bird will kick your ball, nine times out of ten, it's going to knock it off the course. And then you have to, like, go back to where you started and you, you, take, the, you take the hit on the stroke. What... <laughs> Why do they call it a stroke? I played so many of these courses, I wanted to have a stroke. I swear. Um, because of those stupid fucking birds. Sorry, I forgot language. Um, but then... No one cares. But then you've got other things like wind that will blow it off the course if you happen to land within a certain strip. Or tumbleweeds that will knock it off the course. Or um, scorpions. The scorpions were the best because they would just eat your ball and you lost it. And they had a giant radius as well, just like the turtles or the birds. So if you landed within that ra- anywhere within that radius, they ate your balls. So take that as you will. Those are big scorpions to eat a golf ball. I know, right? We we all wish we had scorpions to eat our balls every now and again. Yeah. So, so yeah, between the wind and the scorpions and the obstacles zero. and the turtles and the birds. So, <laughs> get over here. Um, <laughs> Steve. Where where were we? Oh yeah. Um so yeah, you've got some ar- <laughs> so you've got some arcade elements that go along with that. And in conjunction with that, to kind of balance it out, you have some arcadeish abilities like you can set it so that if you hit a button you you have to pay for it in like this clubhouse you can buy certain types of balls you can buy certain types of effects and one for example is if you hit one of the buttons on the switch controller while the ball is in the air it will drop just boom right over where it is which can come in handy at times especially if you don't want to get your balls eaten by a scorpion but then love that in a real golf like a like a simulation golf game (laughs) if you're playing tiger woods and you chip it and it's a flyer and it's going over the hole you could just hit the button and drop it right down (laughs) that'd be so handy it would be so perfect we we should get back we should get back to the tiger woods people about that could you just add like just one arcade element to this game the rory mcelroy i don't know who who's the golf guy now Yes, I, I guess know. golf I club I they have tiger. I don't know, I, whatever. I don't like golf. We've talked about this. Um, <laughs> I like golf games. I'm just not a an avid golf person. Uh, I've never even been golfing. I went to a driving range once, and I I was sore for like three days after that on just one side of the body. So like, forget that. Okay, so back to the, <laughs> back to the golf game. We've got some regular golf components. We're going to get back to this somehow. And we have some of the arcade elements to it. We have procedurally generated courses. And as each of the four, I don't want to say courses, procedurally generated um holes <laughs> that sounds funny. everything sounds funny if you say it in the right way and you <laughs> and there are the four different courses and the um the difficulty level advances significantly with each one until you're at like the fourth and final tournament and wind is everywhere and it has several types of obstacles and the hopefully by then you've leveled up your golfer high enough that or at least i did because i played this for so many hours and i eventually was just like it's like a par five and i'm on the green after the first hit (laughs) so full disclosure 
I skipped all of the powers and abilities for my first playthrough in the game. I played it straight. And because I didn't read the control instructions until I was in the final tournament, finally, I was I was getting really, really tired of like having to try and like eyeball the distances because there's like a distance meter. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't want it to go where the little thing is. So I want it to go back by about 40 yards or I want it to like aim right at the hole. But I have to like kind of ballpark it and whatever. And then I finally figured out that the left and right triggers will adjust it. And that made the game a lot easier. <laughs> um, so yeah. Read the directions, everybody. They will tell you things that will help assist you in your endeavors to complete the game components that are laid before you. So, yeah, definitely read the instru- the direct the destructions and <laughs> destruction. And, and and like after that, it actually got really really easy. But what I ended up doing was I ended up going back and playing through like the first couple of tournaments using the special effects. And I think a bit of the magic might have been lost because by that point, no matter what the par was, I was on the green by the first hit. So I was just messing around at that point. And I don't, I don't know. I was able to beat the game clean without ever using any of them. So, um, which was challenging, but I'm guessing that using them would make it a lot easier. I just didn't want to start over because allergies. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that I liked about the game. Procedurally generated holes was really cool. And it was also kind of an Achilles heel at the same time. And the reason I say that is because when you don't know the course, like most of the games that you play that are golf related. Most of them are not procedurally generated. You load up Turf Masters, you get to Japan, hole three. You've played Japan, hole three, so many times that you could get the ball on the green with your eyes closed. You've done it so many times and the mechanics are the same. And the only way to really shake it up is to pick a different player. But um, everybody picks Thomas because he's a technician and and dude, those glasses and that hair and, and he's ripped like a sheet of paper. So anyway, um, <laughs> when you're playing in a golf game where they're where it's procedurally generated, the generated courses were all very, very good and very the word I'm looking for. They were very possible, I guess is the word that I want to use. It wasn't like weird shaped courses that didn't make sense in nature or like the the like the green is behind you, but you have to go all the way around to get like or stupid things like that. No, it was nothing like that. They were all logical and they made sense. Um, same thing with the green. They were procedurally generated, but they made sense in a way that you could follow what was happening. So that's great. But it, for people who are com- more comfortable with being able to memorize the courses, that's really challenging. And I don't know if that's in a good way or a bad way. I've never been the one that would memorize the courses. I just show up and play the golf game and <laughs> hope that I that I will ever beat Snapple Man. At, I never beat him at Turf Masters. Um <laughs> Dude, I swear, he, he he plays that game at least four times a day and has done so since I first met him in 2005. It's there, There's an obsession thing that he might have a problem. But be that as it may, um, 
<laughs> I can't believe her. What's even funnier is like he's in, he's in driving distance from me right now because he's out visiting family in Washington State. And we hung out for a little while and it was a lot of fun. But I hope I'll see him before he goes back home in March. But anyway, OK, uh, side tangent on that one. So <laughs> for, for some people, that might be really, really cool. I enjoyed it. I think it might be a turnoff for some other folks. So I think it, it's six of one half dozen of the other. But a baker's dozen when all is said and done. Um <clears throat> What I will say is, I don't know if this is something that anybody else does, but if I get into a Switch game, and I'm speaking specifically to Switch, um, I like to play a game, and then I'll just hit the power button and walk away and recharge and come back to the game later. And sometimes I'll leave that game on for days and days and days and days and days and days. Like like when Breath of the Wild came out or when Tears of the Kingdom came out. The only thing that was ever on was those games, or like Skyrim for... like three months straight you never leave the game for any reason unless you ran out of battery so in this game if you leave the game running for a couple of days in a row it starts to chunk and Uh. eventually you are completely unable to make any kind of accurate hit on the ball because under normal circumstances the bar that goes to the right and then to the left that you have to hit the button on in order to actually activate the shot um it's pretty smooth with the exception of the third tournament and i'll come back to that in a moment but by and large it's pretty smooth when the memory leaks have had a chance to kind of worm their way into the performance and it starts to get super super chunky uh you can do and you cannot do anything and so as a fluke test, I decided, okay, I'm going to exit out and I'm going to come back into it. And I exited out and came back into it and everything was fine after that. So I had to do that a few times throughout the course of testing the game out. Of course. Um, <laughs> except for the jukebox in the bathroom. That was for Peter. So, yeah, it, wow, every time. Uh, it's always about the jukebox. It's like it's that's the springboard line that gets you into the rest of Peter Griffin. And oh man, I I don't want to be Peter Griffin. He's weird. Okay, so all right. Um, as I said so before, that's, that's your fallback. You don't want to be weird with Peter. All right, I've never done it with a Spanish chick before. Okay, so um, hey Peter. <laughs> Did I say you could quit? Um, wow. Okay, so anyway, um... <laughs> Who wants clam chowder? Our, our newest cat is Petunia, and I call I call him Peter. I'll just be like, Peter. <laughs> hey, Peter. That is unnervingly good, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so yeah, don't leave the game running for days on end, because memory leaks and it'll get chunky. Um... <clears throat> There was a weird mechanics thing that kind of drove me bonkers. When you're in the, before you're, or even after you've already qualified for the tournament, you can still do the training and earn more experience and earn more money to spend in the clubhouse and get stuff. Um, When you scroll through to select the level of tournament that you want, one, two, or three stars, it's up or down. In order to actually select that tournament, you have to cursor over into the description and hit the button again. You can't select... If if it was just a matter of you hit the button to select the level you want and then hit it again to say, okay, okay, fine. That wouldn't be that big of an inconvenience. 
But if you, in my mind, if you hit the button to select the thing, you're done. You've selected the thing. No, 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 no. You've got a cursor over and then select the thing. Like, no, that's too many steps. Sounds yeah. like work, allergies. So that, that's mostly just a menu mechanics thing that really messed me up. <laughs> um, uh, I've heard a lot of really good reviews about the music for this game. And as much as I hate to say it, and maybe it's just because that's one of the categories that I tend to focus on the most, I didn't find the music to be that memorable. And it was kind of repetitive. And I think that there was a huge missed opportunity. <clears throat> Pardon me. Yeah, and it's funny because we, you were talking about the earlier. If you bogey or double bogey or triple bogey or quadruple bogey or pentuple bogey or plus six or plus seven, because sometimes those freaking scorpions will mess you up. And no matter how many times you try to get around them, they will find you. So they, it's just one thing if you bogey out at any level and that's it i have another sound effect that you could use for that it's like oh i just bogey oh son of a bitch there it is that would that <laughs> would that would be some variety i feel like that would be the good plus eight one because by the time you get to plus eight you've already given up on life yeah. and, and and you're 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 looking for popcorn or something else to do anything <laughs> um but when you when you par you get a very cute short jingle very short when you birdie you get the same jingle when you eagle you get the same jingle when you albatross you get the same jingle oh, the only man, time that changes is special nothing and like dude albatrosses should be albatrosses should be more special than a hole in one if you ask yeah me. they should albatrosses you don't get a should, fucking two on a five right um, unless you've leveled up your character and you're hitting the green after the first yeah. shot <clears throat> but like seriously after after you oh. get that it should be like Woo. yeah just that <laughs> short that's it that's it right Woo. Woo. <laughs> oh that's like the really excited owen wilson right there man oh, man um yeah Tony, you gotta it, join us on wrestling nights <laughs> oh man, I haven't I haven't seen wrestling actively since before I got married, which was 15 years ago this year. And um, I used to I used to try to keep track of things because like I couldn't watch it anymore. But I try to keep track of who's doing what and 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 like text wise. And I think the the only thing I really care about is the fact that Becky Lynch is still the man even even yeah. though i understand that for a while she wasn't but now she is and the whole lawsuit thing whether or not that was a a, a show or not i don't know but yeah she's fantastic she's been one of my favorites since the very beginning um even even though i still i still remember the ultimate warrior hulk hogan at wrestlemania i'm that old oh, man that As was a brutus that was barber a beefcake fan as a kid oh he was great and he Him was great and mullet too right oh man there were there were some legendary haircuts now to be to be perfectly fair barry horowitz was somebody's hero somebody out there somewhere was like yeah barry horowitz Whoa. <laughs> dude dude was the perfect like the quintessential jobber right just always there reliable ready to lose <laughs> 
<laughs> he put over so many wrestlers in his career. Anyway, um, yeah, Barry Horowitz. Pat, pat yourself on the back, Barry. You have no <laughs> idea what I'm, nobody knows what I'm talking about. You know who else had mullets? Golfers. Who? Yeah, they did. Man. <laughs> Golfers and MacGyver. Okay, so um back okay so music opportunities were definitely missed it was kind of boring and a little bit repetitive and i understand that that's a very controversial perspective because i've seen a lot of people who wrote reviews about this game that said that they loved the music and it was fantastic and i feel like i should love it because the music engine was done in f mod and i feel like by default that should be something that i really appreciate but i don't and this is my opportunity to review something and i'm trying to do it gently even though anytime you tell a musician that you didn't like their music it's like you may as well have just <laughs> taken a leak on their mother. It, and I feel that. I totally feel that. So if whoever did the music for this game is listening to this, I just want you to know I understand and I mean it in the nicest possible, personally, purely subjective, personal preference manner in which I say that I didn't really enjoy the music. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so now back to some of the chunking performance. The third tournament which was beautiful. It was up in the sky, lots of wind, lots of little animations. The frame rate sucked when that course came up. Like, to the point where I almost didn't want to keep playing it. It kept getting so much worse. And I would like, I got to the point where I was trying to like restart every other um, every other thing that I did in the game just to see if that would improve the performance, and it didn't. So when I got to the fourth tournament and everything was smooth as non-chunky peanut butter. It's like, oh, thank you. It was worth the wait. But third tournament was definitely um, not optimized for Switch, I guess, is um, the best way that I can say. Um, there, As far as, like, again, back to the benchmark of Turf Masters, the thing that I love about Turf Masters is there's an element of replayability and I don't understand what it is that it's like, it's like they're the fast food of golf games. You don't understand why you like fast food and why you keep wanting to eat it even after you've decided you don't like it, but you're going to keep going back to it over and over and over. It's like, it's a genetically engineered golf game. You go back to turf masters every single time and you enjoy it or at least you think you enjoy it as much as you did the first time. There's just something about the replayability of that particular golf game. I'm not sold on the replayability of this one. So it could be a one and done for a lot of people where you get through the four tournaments, you've done the thing. There's not a lot left to do after that. It's like you've, you've made it to the pinnacle of all the things and the achievement is done and you don't want to play anymore. <laughs> then again, let's be fair. You put like a dozen hours into this game. I did put a lot of hours. Oh, that's right, because you can see, can't you? Yeah, I could see on the Switch. That's impressive. That's a lot of time on a golf game. <laughs> Dude, you, you, there, Your Tears you of the Kingdom do. hours are, are kind of scary, though. Under uh, 95? Uh, um, yeah. You got to do That's almost as long after. as this review. <laughs> it is. It really. Oh, man. man um, so I'm not entirely convinced of the replayability. And that could be skewed by the fact that I dumped 12 hours into this game because I was in the thick of it. I was really enjoying it despite all of the complaints that I've had about it. But I'm just not entirely certain that there's a replayability component to it. And that could change. Like, 
six months from now, I might be sitting there thinking, you know, I just realized that this golf game is a lot like a beefy, cheesy nacho burrito at Taco Bell. I'm going to hate it, but I'm going to love it at the same time. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, steak quesarito now. Man, that sounds really good. So there's nothing specifically wrong with, with the game. And there's a ton. There's a lot of fun. There's just something missing that I can't put my personal subjective finger on. And I'm emphasizing subjectiveness because this is very much a me thing. My guess is that the game did well enough in other platforms that it was ported to Switch by virtue of the success in those other platforms. So the game is good. There's no question about it. There's just something about it that for me, it's missing something. And because I'm not a game designer, nor am I clever, nor am I very intelligent. I don't know what that thing is. But if I ever figure out what that thing is, then maybe I'll be a game designer someday. Yeah, yeah right. As, as for other platforms, it looks like it was available on Steam first, but console-wise, it's only on Switch that I could see. Really? So yeah. Steam to Switch, no, no other consoles? Not that I see. Fascinating. It must have done good in Steam if it made its way to Switch. Either that or that was the plan from the beginning and it just took a while. But Maybe. Yeah, that that's kind of my long-winded take on a golf game. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about price for this one because for such a long review... It's kind of a cheap game. It's on sale. Well, normal price is twelve ninety nine. We've okay. discussed this on the show before. Red Deer Games likes to put games out on the Switch and heavily discount them. So until the end of the month, you can buy Golf in it for one ninety nine. Buy it for one ninety nine. Buy it. That's it for a dollar night for for two Earth dollars for the cost of like. An eighth of a Starbucks beverage. <laughs> it, it's definitely worth it. Definitely. What about what about at the full twelve ninety nine price tag? What do you think? At the twelve ninety nine price tag, I would say try it. I don't want to. I don't want to eliminate it entirely. And I don't know if there's a demo version available of it or not, but. It's definitely worth trying, even at $12.99, because I really think that this is something that is going to strike the right nerves for quite a few people. And it, it just because it wasn't something, just because it was missing something for me doesn't necessarily mean that it's missing something, period. That's just my subjective opinion. It's very well put together. It's when the memory leaks aren't leaking, it, it runs very well. And it, it's easy to settle into and play through a course and, and have a good time. It's just a matter of there's just something missing that isn't quite striking with me. But I still think any, even at $12.99, I think you should try it. Well, sounds good. All right. Uh, that is it for this episode. We made it Woo! through. I, I legit don't know what episode this is going to be on because the review was significantly <laughs> longer than I planned for. <laughs> You should know by now. <laughs> I know. I really should. Uh, music this episode. Uh, there's a song I have on my computer called Just Breed. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to play that. That's, that's I was going to say, because this, this review is probably almost as long as that song. 
no, it's longer than that song. Is it real? Are we, what, what are we at right now? My recording total time. This includes like before we started recording everything. Is it about 50 minutes? <laughs> so the, the review I'm guessing is at least a half hour. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Just for but, you as well. But when you 18, take out 19 all minutes, when you take away all the rambling and the side tangents, it only comes out to about like four and a half minutes. So we did That's, pretty good. That sounds about right. And, yeah. and by the way, just breed was a medley of songs from Enix's last game before it became Square Enix. And it was a Famicom game released in Japan only that had a fan uh, fan translation sent out to the United States, but it used the advanced sound chip that was available for some of the games in Japan. So the game is incredible. It, it like, it is so good and it has a great plot and the soundtrack is off the hook. You've got to try it. If you've never tried it before, find the fan translation, play through the game. You'll love it. You'll understand why my mix of it was called abduction and and then you'll have enjoyed it, and then you'll listen to my mix, and then you'll wish you never listened to my mix. But anyway, yeah. I think we have to play that mix now. Oh, crap. Uh, get comfortable. It, there's 18 minutes of music you've never heard before done in typical prog fashion. You got third place with that one. Good job. That's because there were only four entries that month, I think. <laughs> no, there were 12. There's three out of 12. Really? You, really? you done good. Man. I, I pushed the boundaries way too much back then. Being Phoenix very, game very month. The winner was MH with Union Alpha, then Scared Sim with Will is the Lord, and some so good. fuckhead named Norg. MH is such an amazing musician. I, he and I actually did a DOD track together once, and it was so much fun working with him. But anyway, yeah, he's great. Cool. So we're going to play, uh, we're going to play Abduction. Nice. You have any final words before we get into this? <laughs> Get some popcorn and maybe some molasses and have a good time. I hope you like this song. I actually still, it's one of the few that I will actually go back and listen to on occasion because it's long enough that by the time I get to the middle, I've forgotten what I was listening to. And it's like, oh, this is actually kind of rock and prog here. Oh, wait. Oh, I did it. Shoot. But, but like, yeah, it. It was a lot of fun. And Prozax loves to tell the story of the fact that I stayed up all night finishing it in time for the deadline. And then I had to go to work the next morning. But anyway. Oh, man. But when you were at work, you were like, this is bullshit. That's pretty much how I felt all the time actually, <laughs> at that job. Oh, man. Oh, memories. Those were fun times. Anyway, enjoy the song and the popcorn and the molasses. And you could probably like put some cookies in the oven. They'll be done before the song is over. And then you'll appreciate the cookies. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>
If I start clipping, let me know and I'll I'll bless you. If you if you start clipping, nobody will notice. <laughs> <laughs>